This is Rob Savage, the director of host, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. squad podcast and happy shark week tonight we're talking about two shark movies you guys voted on one the shark exorcist and the other shark night 3d after the show we have the director of host which we talked about last week his name is rob savage and joe and steve interviewed him so stay tuned for that um i got myself todd steve sam and joe and to break the ice guys i have a question from a listener Ooh. and jedi mind wants to know does Freddy Krueger have a penis? Thoughts? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he is the real question. Because it burned off. See, yeah. I, I was thinking about it, and like Freddy would be, I think, a like one of the prime, like a prime character to be like a sexual predator, like in the dream world. Mm-hmm. But he never really does that stuff, does he? No, they wanted to do that, but I think they. I think there was, like, something in the news, so that's why they, like, took away from him being, like, a predator. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that's burning a, <laughs> it's a burning question to Mon, and he wanted to know our thoughts on it. So we got two votes for yes, Freddy Krueger penis. Steve? Yeah, I think I think if he has a nose, he also has a penis. Like, if his nose <laughs> was burnt off, then maybe his penis would be too. But So maybe the new Freddy doesn't have a penis, but... Original Freddy does because he has a full nose, so that's my vote. Well, I had I had another ghostly thing happen during our interview, but go ahead, Todd. You can keep talking about Freddy. I kind of want to get to the ghost thing, so I'll just (laughs) say really quick. I think he's got a tiny little wiener, and it makes him really mad. That's why he's so angry. But he's got one. (laughs) It's a little burn nub. All right. But um. Before you go in your story, after the show, man, I was your your mom Sam's story were freaking crazy, but your mom's story of the dude like running at her all the time that one really stuck with me, and I heard like every creak that night. I was like, <laughs> so what, yeah. what happened? Apparently, we got a lot of uh, feedback about that, so I'm glad to hear. Glad to hear a lot of people got creeped out and got scared, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we might maybe we'll have her on. Um, I'll have to talk to her, and I'm sure she'd love to come on and discuss her paranormal story i know she has quite a lot and i'm sure she could even maybe like you know try to channel some spirits while she's on you know or oh, something like that's that. a hard no yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh but uh anyway so during our interview with rob savage uh, the director of host we actually conducted it on zoom which i thought was uh fairly perfect we've done a few interviews over zoom now um but for some reason, during this episode, I was having major like technical difficulties, which I've never had before, and I kept getting uh, like lagging during the interview. Like with, and Steve said his end was like completely fine. So I don't know, there was something going on over here. But like after the interview, I was like, oh man, that was kind of a little, a little weird, a little creepy. Or Sam's shaking her head over here; she's not buying it. But I don't know. It, it, I thought there was maybe something to it. Uh, just for the record, because I was also on the interview, uh, when you hear the interview, it'll sound great because on my end, I have absolutely no issues. And I think it's less ghosts and more need a new computer, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Salem, Salem internet connection. Yeah, maybe. It's all those exactly. witches. 
No. It's fucking Comcast. <laughs> Comcast? I didn't even know that was a thing still. It should well, be. Well, I think it's called their Xfinity now. Oh, I'm now. sorry. <laughs> Wait, but you said when we did our the episode last week, you took Raven out and you said something happened that was scary. I'll tell you on the next episode because you knew it would scare me. And you never oh, told me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember now. Oh, it was like when you I, took her outside. I got I got to the elevator and one of the elevator doors was like wide already open, open. Already like wide open. And I didn't. And then I pressed the button and the other one opened and I got in the one, the other one. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't that have just been another tenant? No, because no. it was already open. Like it was on like, the ar- first. It was floor. already like wide open. No, on our floor. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know, but couldn't someone stepped off the elevator and went to the room and then it was still open? No, because no, it closes like right almost right away. Interesting. And all the doors, you would still see them walking. Yeah, and I didn't hear anybody. Nothing. It's like, like the movie Devil. You don't think it was Karen? No. Mm-mm. It could have. It could have been a spirit inviting me to get on, and I didn't. <laughs> get in, bro. <laughs> Could have could have been going. I could have gotten on that elevator and went to a different dimension. It could have been like Twilight Zone or something. Well, you missed out. I did. Yeah. I, I did have another story that I forgot to mention that was actually on camera. Um, at one of my old jobs, I was standing in like an entrance kind of thing. I think I've said this one before, way back. Um, but anyway, I was standing at an entrance like fully on camera, and I felt someone tug on the radio that was in my back pocket like lift up on it, like pull me kind of. And I looked around, no one was there. I figured someone playing a prank on me. So I went back to review tape and like, you see me react and everything, but you never saw like anything on there grab me. So I was creeped out. Oh, yep. Well, more ghost stories to add on tonight. We actually uh, yeah. asked, we asked the director about if he had any ghosty experiences. So you'll hear his answer. At the interview, during the interview. Yeah, and we even got a question about ghosts in the many questions that we have. So you guys want to get to the uh, to the questions? Yes, sure. let's do it. All right, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can send us an email, email Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so I'll get to the ghost story a little bit, the ghost question a little bit later, because I have them in a certain order. Actually, the first question comes from me this week because I need your guys' help for something. So there's a theater in my area to recoup some business that are renting out uh, like their actual theater halls. So there's two uh, rooms that you can rent out. It's $250 and you can watch whatever movie you'd like provided you bring it. So it has to be on Blu-ray or DVD. And my birthday's coming up in a month and I thought, what am I going to get myself this year? I always like to get myself a little something. I thought, you know what? I'll just rent out the whole damn theater and go by myself and just have one really cool showing uh, of a movie on my own. So my question is to you, what horror movie should I pick to watch in a a full theater? This is like a legit theater that they play movies in usually. uh, So what should I watch on my own in the dark? That's cool. That's pretty awesome. Uh, It's a great question. I... So I would go either, like, one of my favorites. So for you, I think I would go maybe Savini's Night of the Living Dead because that's something you probably wouldn't get to see in theaters too often. So I think that would be a special one for you. Or I would just go something, like, super, like, scary that, like, just being by yourself would kind of make the hair stand up in the back of your neck. So 
Um, I don't know, maybe something you haven't seen in a while, or like you. I mean, you could really never go wrong with like The Exorcist or like watching that like completely by yourself in the dark. There, I think would really creep you out, or like any, or like maybe The Conjuring or something like that. Can, um, have you seen Dawn of the Dead in the theater, Steve? Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Dawn Day, and I saw actually Savini's version of Night. For some oh. reason, they're playing the trilogy, but they played Savini's version instead of the original, oh, wow. uh, which was weird. But yeah, no, so I, I have seen those before. That would have been my suggestion then, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to like see Jaws or something on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But if, for me, I'd go Dawn of the Day. I never seen it on the on in the theater before, but. I think Jaws, man. Jaws is a good one. Sam, what do you got? You got anything for Steve? Um. And, and for yourself, I'm also curious what you guys would do if you were in that situation. I think I would go uh, Blair Witch Project for me personally, because I've never had the chance to see it on in theaters or on the big screen. So. That's surprising to me, man. I remember I my mom took me to see that. Yeah, no, I didn't see it until it hit VHS. Uh, like, I think I was like 11 or 12 when it came out. So, yeah. yeah, I've just never had the opportunity. So I think that would definitely be my first choice. I would say maybe mine would be like something when I was a kid too, like Candyman or Leprechaun or even Idle Hands. Because I think I, the first time I saw Idle Hands was from VHS. I thought you'd say Rosemary's Baby maybe. Well, I, I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about the 19-cent movie. I was like, yeah. I'd risk my life for COVID to see Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> yeah, I might go to the movies yeah. this, this weekend, actually. I don't know yet. What? Well, what are they showing? They are showing... Uh, you can rent one of the theaters here, too. Um, or you can see they're doing Goonies, Back to the Future, um, Despicable Me... Which is a good animated movie if you guys ever seen that one. Uh, oh, Jurassic Park. So I don't know. We'll see. They they uh they block out two chairs to either side of you. So that's and they got the like the recliner, so like they're six feet in front and back too. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's awesome. The Jurassic Park is one of my favorite theater experiences ever. Mm. Uh, when in it, its original theater theatrical run, I just like I was so fucking enamored by it is uh is amazing now i would have thought of picking that one uh but i've seen it like they they do it quite often at the theater where i'm at when they do their classic movies so i don't want to waste it um i'm I'm leaning with exorcist right now i was thinking dawn of the dead at first but because i had seen it i thought maybe that wouldn't be like the greatest choice but Exorcist maybe but i'd like the listeners to send us a message and let let me know a what you think i should see and what you would see in that situation I'm really curious to know. You're not gonna let your wife go with you? <laughs> no, she knows it's like it's like a thing that I just always want oh. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so getting to the questions. First one comes to us from Mandy. She says, "Horror movies that start with the letter K." Ooh. Killer clowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Let's take a walk over here. Yeah, it's, not, it's not super. I know there's Killer Crocodile, which I think Todd has talked about before. Yeah, that's a good one. A little Italian one. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but uh, it's on my list of things to check out. Knock Knock. I like that one. Oh, yeah, I really like Knock Knock too, actually. I think it's underrated. Yeah. Krampus? Yeah, Krampus. Yeah, I, mm, I guess maybe you can count Kong Skull Island loosely. That's a good one. 
Oh, yeah. King Kong. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, yeah. yeah. Did you guys like Peter Jackson's King Kong? I did. Yeah. It was a little, a little long. A little long, yeah, but it was good. Yeah, I liked everything on Skull Island. Before and after was kind of lame, but I liked the island part, which right. is like two hours by itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, the best movie of all time, Kuso. So. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, it's so gross, man. Yeah. Uh, I, that, that's fucking Mondo's fault, man. Never <laughs> watch that, please. Yeah. It was not the one with the pus and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> gross. <laughs> Shittiest movie I've ever seen. I'd rather. Well, no, I'll save it for later on. But. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, not K. Not a lot of uh, good stuff in K. I gotta say it's. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you can get some recommendations. Not, over there. I think Knock would be the one I would go with just for like yeah. one that maybe you've never seen. Yeah, it's not one I hear brought up a lot. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Her next question for the vote: Who picked which films and why? The votes. Uh, I, I'll go. I did Shark Man because the picture is really cool. I ended up watching it on accident, so that's in my what watched. <laughs> And um, I did Open Water because I haven't seen that one in a long time. I remember it being pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that one in theaters, actually, Todd. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was actually fun. It was a uh, double feature day because Open Water and Exorcist the Beginning came out on the same day. And I saw both back to back. Yeah. I I didn't know Open Water had a theater run. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like limited release, I want to say. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a while myself, but I remember really enjoying it. Have you seen two and three? I have seen two, not three. Yeah, I think that third's pretty good too. Yeah, nice. Um, me, I picked uh, the Reef because I've never seen it and I've heard very very good things about it. And then I picked Jersey Shore Shark Attack. I believe that's what it was called. Um, and I picked that because we were talking Jersey Shore last week and then. Like how like I actually like enjoyed watching it when it when it came out, so I thought that was was just a fun pick. And I picked Shark Night. The winner. The winner, which <laughs> I honestly usually my picks win, but I didn't think that I would have. I didn't think I'd have a horse in the race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out I know what the people want. Yep. Um, I picked that one because it has Sarah Paxton in it. She's pretty cool. And then I also picked the Shark Kansas Massacre or prison. something like Shark Kansas Women's Prison, prison. Women's Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, back in Kansas we have the yeah, it's just a Kansas thing. All right. <laughs> is it is it a Kansas thing? Because if you read it, it's a, it's more like Shark Arkansas. Shark Arkansas, right? Well, the Ar- like the Arkansas River, like oh, where okay. the sharks. Are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it runs through yeah. Kansas and uh, Missouri. I don't think it runs in Oklahoma, but I could be wrong. And I picked uh, Deep Blue Sea three because I loved the first one, hated the second one, and I was just curious what the third one would be like. It's on my so, watch tonight. Excellent. Yeah, I can't wait to hear because yeah, I, I was just want to see what direction they were going in, more like the first or continue on the shit swarm that the second was. So. Look forward to hearing that. And I picked the other winner, Shark Exorcist, uh, really because I like I like exorcisms and exorcists and stuff. So I picked it for that reason. And I've also watched four bad shark movies, and that was the one I felt it was the most to talk about. Um, 
of well, actually yeah of the four so that's why i picked it and it won i was kind of surprised because well, we'll talk about it later but uh, yeah that was my pick uh her next question which other horror subgenre deserves its own week like shark week Ooh. probably possession yeah i was gonna say probably like anything paranormal or ghosts because you can really do like a lot with it if we're going like more mainstream i think like crocodiles Ooh. yeah alligators yeah break down the like creature features yeah 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 for sure I, i'd like to see like spidered snake week or something just like creepy crawly week I think that would be a, a fun week to have uh, because that, that attacks everyone. You know, not everyone is really in danger of sharks, but you're never safe from a spider or a snake. So I hate snakes. <laughs> I despise them. Well, look at shark night tonight. You think you're in the lake, you don't think there's going to be a shark. But, hey, <laughs> apparently they swim in lakes too. All you I, need is I, a couple of rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> I've only encountered one snake in the wild in my entire life. And it was when I went to Disney, of all places. Mm, yeah. So it's, uh, it's not really a thing here in Canada because it's too cold. So. Yeah, we don't have it here. But I, my uh, my grandparents live in Florida, and I remember when we visited them, I would see there were snakes in like their backyard all the time. My grandfather would beat them with his cane. <laughs> um. All right. And the last question: uh, scariest ghost story you've ever heard. Ooh. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go recent and go with Joe's mom's thing, man. I got had me thinking for a while. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that one definitely creeps me out. I'll go with that one too. But but the fact that Sam just says like nonchalantly, "There's something in the corner" or whatever she says, that's yeah. fucking creepy too. <laughs> yeah, there's something about ghost acknowledgement that scares me. Like it's one thing to see ghosts; it's another thing when the ghost acknowledges you. So that story about Joe's mom saying that they come after her and stuff is very uh, unnerving to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as far as uh, I mean, scariest ghost story, I'd have to really think about it. But one that comes to mind: um, so my great grandmother, who owned the house that I talked about often with my grandparents, because it's been my like house; it's been in my family for a long, long time. Um, she didn't believe in ghosts at all. Like when stuff would happen in that house, she would always dismiss it. You know, either there are rats in the attic, that's what's making a noise, or it's just wind coming into the house. Like she totally did not believe in ghosts whatsoever. And near uh, the end of her life, uh, she woke up in the middle of the night and she saw two red eyes in the window. And then she felt hot breath breathing over her like on her face so she went upstairs to uh, where my grandfather was sleeping and she just stood at the doorway and my grandfather woke up and she was just standing there he went to see her she told her the devil has come to uh, get me so he's like she's starting to get a little senile by that point you know she's like 90 at this point so he puts her back to bed next morning he brings her to the hospital and she passes away but the crazy thing is my grandmother was still at the house kind of just preparing stuff because they thought she'd have like a long stay at the hospital. And you know how you know people's footsteps, uh, like if you hear them often enough? Yeah. Well, she heard the front door open 
and she heard like the unmistakable uh, footsteps of my great grandmother because she, they were slower and kind of heavier because she was old. And she went to check. And as soon as she went to check, the, the phone rang and it was my grandfather telling my grandmother that she, that she had passed away. So it's like she had come back home after dying. So that always freaked me out because that's like both like almost demon slash ghosts. So yeah. have they seen her since? Uh, no. no, not 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 her. No, they they've seen stuff, but not her. So mm. it's like she just came home, and that was the end. Wow. Yeah. So that was that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Probably say maybe that's her. maybe that's a cat eye she was seeing, but then the yeah. hot <laughs> breath came and was like, a, <laughs> "Never mind." It's <laughs> actually funny. I, I brought my friends to that house one time, and I told them that story like that night, and then one of the girls goes into the living room where my grandmother was when she saw it. And she looks into the window, and there are two red eyes staring at her, and she fucking flipped out. But in the front, they have two windows, and they have an alarm system that when it's not on, it's just a little red light. Uh-huh. Because of two windows, it's made two red dots. Now, that wasn't a thing when my grandmother passed away, my great-grandmother passed away, but yeah, we laughed so hard at her. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. Um, so thank you, uh, Mandy, for the questions. We go over to Four Foot Rod. Hey. Hey. He's back. Where you been? So he says, Steve may think Pastor is one of the most horrible movies he has ever seen. Of course he is wrong. But Shark Exorcist completely redefines horrible horror. Uh, I just want to address this. Uh, I'm not wrong because I definitely think the list of pastor is one of the most horrible movies I've ever seen. I'll talk about shark exorcist later, but I think it's in the same category of just absolute terrible trash. So yeah. Um, next one comes to us from Jedi mind 1207. This is a question for Sam. He says, how hairy is Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that? Mondo. Mondo? What the heck? Did we talk about hair or something recently? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think he saw, uh, Did you see a picture or something of Joe? I think one of his pictures was... Uh, it's like your tattoo or something. So... Oh. I saw hair or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that hairy. I mean... Like Teen Wolf? Your chest, My chest is, pretty, is hairy. pretty hairy. And your back, yeah, your back is pretty hairy. Okay. I'm Italian. Yeah, the beard. <laughs> yeah. We just trimmed Joe's beard the other day. We did. Sam trimmed it for me. You're welcome. Thank you. Are you Harry Mondo? Oh. Centop- Do you like Harry? Centopics. Do you like my hairiness? Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Uh, his next question <laughs> is, what horror villain do you think best fits your co-host? Horror villain. Freddy um, would fit Joe. He, I was going to call you Joey. Joe, because he never shuts up and he thinks he's so funny. And he's a pervert. <laughs> That's true, he's a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> JK, guys. Mm. Yeah. Let's go the hot Sanderson sister for Sam. Oh, Thank I you, like Todd. it. Yeah, I could see that. What about Elvira? I sent you guys the reface app. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Hot Sanderson's sister. 
Who's hotter? Sarah uh, or Elvira? Depends on what Todd you're talking to, how old he was. <laughs> Probably, I'm going, ooh, that's a, that's a tough one, but I think Sarah Sanderson. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Elvira's got the nicest breasts. Yes. Yeah. Let's not, let's not go wrong here, but. She, oh, yeah, of course, but she's got the song. She's, like, seductive, Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Alrighty. What do we got for Steve, guys? Why couldn't I be Lori? Final girl. Wait, Sam, what do you got for Steve and Todd? I want to hear okay. your answers here. A villain? Yes. <laughs> Steve would be like a killer clown, one of the killer clowns. <laughs> oh. He loves, um, he loves Disney so much. Okay. The one from he has a costume for, from that uh, show. A costume from that show. The freaking the uh, American Horror Story show. Oh, oh twist. Twisty the Clown? Yeah, Twisty. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That is a good yeah, one. Or, or or it can be Captain Spaulding. Whichever one you want to be. I like that. I like chicken wings, so... <laughs> I like fried chicken. That's so all. I'll, yeah, it I'll just take tastes Captain so Spaulding. damn good. Yeah. For Todd, I'd say... Maybe Jason, because I know he likes Jason. I do like Jason. Paul. Can I... Uh, can Joe be Don't Predator, because he's a Predator? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I like that. Now he's just throwing he's rumors. He's becoming a running joke. <laughs> apparently, or something. Oh. We're just joking. All right. I think that's pretty good answers for everybody. Uh, Sam, I'll throw out Annabelle as well for Sam. I love it. No, actually, no, Tiffany. I'm going to go Tiffany. Yeah. For Sam. I want to do like a Tiffany, like. DIY Halloween costume for my channel. That'd be cool. I think so. I wish I had more time and patience to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do like a few horror, like female characters. I like it. Have you ever done any of them? No. Well, I guess start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, his final question is also for Sam. He says, I need more Sixth Sense stories. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I pulled a lot out of my bag last week. Um, I guess when we went to the Lizzie Borden house. Let's hear it. I feel like I've said that, though. That's all right. Say it again for the people who maybe didn't hear the episode. Todd and Steve don't want to hear it, though. I'll make it <laughs> I don't, up. Like I, don't, I don't remember it, honestly. Um, okay, so we went to um, Fall River to go see the Lizzie Borden house uh during it they did like a it's like a bed and breakfast now so you can go there and stay there so we ended up staying there I was really sick like I felt like complete shit Hmm. and Joe was wanting to party and I was like literally (laughs) I need to go to the hospital um but I was just really sick like really congested it was awful um so we went and they took us on the tour whatever and we ended up staying the night in the parents room where the stepmom was found on the floor like we slept, it's not the same bed, but it's like the it's the same, same room. room. Yeah. So I I wanted to sleep on the side of where the mom, the stepmom's body was found. Like I slept on that side. Um, but while we were there, it's kind of it's kind of cool because BuzzFeed was there filming stuff, but they were jackasses, so then it wasn't cool. Um, and then Joe ditched me to go play Ouija board with a bunch of teenage girls, so that was fun. <laughs> um, it's predator, see. 
Exactly. I always give him shit. I'm like, that's weird. Like, you left your sick girlfriend to go party with teenagers. Uh-huh. Hey, girls, I'm Joe's House of Horror. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told them. And they were like, oh, really? He was like, my girlfriend has a YouTube channel. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. <laughs> It was weird, though. But, um, so I felt really sick, so they took us on the tour, and I kept, in the bedroom, I kept seeing, like, fog, like, there was, like, fog around my eyeballs, if that makes sense. It was just really blurry, and I thought it was because I was sick, and so they started showing us these photographs of a photo album, and they were like, these are all the pictures that people who have stayed, they take these pictures, and then they get them developed, and you can see, like, the ghost, and, like, every picture was foggy. And the guy that took us on the tour, he said a lot of people who can pick up on the spirits, like, you'll notice that you just see fog, like, your vision is really blurry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I've been seeing. Like, I just thought it was because I was sick. So then we ended up going um, down to the basement. And there's, like, it was, like, really dark, really cold, really scary there was a like a brick area where it looked like it was an old fireplace and he had everyone just look at it normally and he was like do you guys see anything and I said I kind of see like like in my head and to Joe I said I kind of see like someone standing there so then he had everyone get out their phone and to take pictures on their cell phone so everyone did that and then he's like now look at your phone and like no one could really see it but he's like if you look closely like usually people see someone standing there um he didn't say who it was I don't think but yeah that was really weird like I it just felt weird mm-hmm. so yeah that's pretty scary mm-hmm. did you see someone in your in your phone as well or just in person I didn't take it on my phone but in person I could see it hmm. like even before he had said something about it I was like oh yeah I can see someone over there. What what is the most I guess normal or like public place that you've seen something like for example like um i don't know the mall or like a amusement park have you ever like something like that have you ever seen anything no because i think my mind's so distracted and it's so busy Mm -hmm. that i'm that i'm like anxious with just being around so many people not like covid times but just in general that my mind kind of shuts it off like i don't think of oh are there any ghosts here it might be hard to like tell the difference too if there's a hundred people there yeah. Walking around you. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, next question comes to us from PJ. He says, "What PJ. in your uh, what in your opinion is the most scientifically accurate shark film, and why do you feel that way?" Jaws. <laughs> I I don't know enough about sharks to like really answer that. Like I'm. Yeah. I I couldn't really tell you honestly. I got one. Okay. Todd's favorite. Hmm. Um, shit, what is it with Mandy Moore? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm going to say Shark Exorcist. Stop! <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> I think that's the problem with sharks. They're, like, scientifically accurate. The reef is is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but you always, like, got to wonder, like, why... Like, um, the one, like, lively, like, why is this shark even bothering with this blonde chick when there's a whale over there, you know? Yeah. I still haven't seen that. So he doesn't eat the whale? He wants Blake? Well, no, he, like, ate part of the whale. Oh. Yeah, there's a giant whale carcass, but he's like, I don't want that. He's like, I want that little worm. I want them blonde tits. 
Um, Jaws three because he breaks in the Sea World. Aww. <laughs> uh, I would say Open Water or something like that. Just uh, Open Water is so good. Mm. Yeah, it's a good film. So. That's what probably. About... I, I mean, as to why, I mean, just it seems the most realistic of them. What about the um, Twenty Seven Meters Below Part Two, where it's like trapped in a cave and it's blind? I know Sam really liked it. <laughs> There's like, I mean, hey, whatever. <laughs> Shark Night 3D? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll move on to. Tagline for it. Um, all right, move on to the next one. This one comes to us from Kayla. She has two Would You Rathers for us today. Hmm. Her first one. Would you rather be stuck in the window seat on a five-hour flight with Mrs. Carmody, which is from The Mist, or stuck in an elevator for two hours with post-fly transformation Seth Brundle? Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, that would be terrifying, so I don't think I'd want to be the with first option? Uh, the lady from the, the crazy religious woman from The Mist. Oh, God. She's frightening. She is frightening. They're both frightening, but I think I could handle her. Well, I don't know. I'm fucking go crazy listening to her too but i don't know being stuck in an elevator with seth brundle i don't even think he'd survive i think he'd fucking like yeah. slurp you up or something yeah i would just <laughs> agree with the lady so she shuts up yeah you just put headphones on and don't even acknowledge her yeah true but what if you don't get headphones you just gotta listen to her the whole time i guess that's a good way to get out of it just kind of agree with her and be like yeah yeah i agree like I'm baptized, I'm baptizing myself right now. <laughs> what about you, Todd? Oh, I'm going with the girl because you can get out of it. Yeah. Just I don't yeah. speak English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and e- even if you couldn't, I mean, I- I'd be entertained enough, I guess, for, even if it's five hours to mm. kind of just debate for the hell of it. Mm. Uh, better than getting eaten, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, her second one is, would you rather be a reverse re- werewolf, i.e. a wolf 29 days out of the month, or reverse vampire, meaning moonlight kills you and you are old and weak? Oh, gotta be a wolf. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Just live in Alaska, you'd be right. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd Dexter. be a, a vampire. I'd just, you know, play video games all the time. <laughs> can't, can't play video games as a werewolf. That's true. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's true. But I don't know if I'd want to be old and weak for my whole life. Yeah, sums work. I mean, how weak are we talking? How old are we talking here? Well, vampires are like, probably like uh, Dracula, but when he's, you know, in his old yeah. self. That's what I'm picturing when she says that. That's tough. Yeah. I guess being a werewolf, like, the whole time would suck, too, though. I don't know. It's just... Kind of just be like living like a dog, I guess. Like. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So another question here from horror fan Ryan. He asked, I follow Sam and Steve on Twitter, but why is Todd and Joe not on Twitter? Come join the fun. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm barely on Instagram, man. Yeah. I, uh, I don't even understand it. I don't like, yeah, I don't get Twitter as much. Like, cause I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could just post my collection on there. 
or something out there, like all pictures, but I don't know. Is that, is that, that'd be like the same thing you do with your Instagram, though. Exactly, yeah. Like, I feel like it would just be boring. Like, I like Facebook and Instagram, like, I kind of do my own separate things on them, whereas Twitter, I really wouldn't know what to do. So I'll just stick to the horror squad social media for now on there. If you are looking for someone funny to follow, may I recommend the cute Devin Sawa? <laughs> Why? He's hilarious on Twitter. Is he? Is he? Like, he he's good. Well, I haven't looked recently, but I always tell people to follow him. Remember the fanatic? Paying? What? I said, remember the fanatic? Yeah. Great movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I might be paying Sam to take over the social media, so if it starts, if he starts looking a lot better, you'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was actually gonna say that Joe is kind of horse by pied on uh, on Twitter. So if you get a, yeah. an answer, it's it's you know Joe. So. Yep. Uh, also, uh, did we did we haven't mentioned Letterboxd. We're all on Letterboxd. Are we all on Letterboxd? Well, Sam isn't, but <laughs> Steve Todd and uh, Steve created a horror squad page for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so it's um. Horror Squad Pod for the podcast one, but give me a week to like still fix it up and stuff. I haven't really put all the movies and stuff, but we're gonna put everyone's what watched in their own categories. We're gonna put all the movies we review, just so if ever you hear something on an episode and you didn't write it down or don't remember, or you're driving or whatever, you can just check us out on Letterboxd and uh, you can see them all there. So it'll be a good resource for that. I even put down which episode we talked about each movie. So. Good job, Steve. You're amazing, Steve. Um, and then you can also follow Todd, which is Todd Horse Squad. Uh, no, Joe's it's wrong. Ho- Horse Squad Todd. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 never mind. You're right. I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe's Horse Squad Joe, and I'm Horse Squad Steve. So. Yes. And so, I'm, I'm, so I fucked I'm, up. I'm in the same boat. Uh, <laughs> like, I really haven't done much on there yet, but I'll start for sure. I went on a rampage, man. I went like I put like 1,100 movies on there. Oh wow! <laughs> I was just sitting there. That was a long clicking. poop. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get like the difference between like harding something and just watching something. Because if you rate it, shouldn't it like it? But that's I guess what I yeah I didn't yeah. understand that either. And I, I don't know like it's tough to like rate movies like five stars for me mm-hmm. like because I'm so used to doing it out of ten. So I'm like, ooh, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm doing it, if it's a 9 or a 10, I'm just giving it 5 stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's half stars, right? So, yeah, that's w- wouldn't it be, yeah, so 4 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> trying to figure that. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. We'll figure yeah, this out. Yeah, I, I find I'm rougher with the star system than I am with, like, I'm giving a lot of stuff 1 and 2, which I almost never give a 2 or 4 out of 10, so. Right, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's stars just. I'm a worse like, critic. Yeah, I think like a two star is like what maybe a four and a half, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. I gave Becky a half star. Is it three star? <laughs> wow. A seven. Is it three stars? Oh, a yeah. six. Three and a half stars. Six? A seven. Okay. Uh, All right. We're get. Well, I'll learn. I'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but check us out. You know, uh, we're getting, getting. We're all getting star. We all open her account this week so give us time and it'll be a little bit more organized mm-hmm. um the final series of questions comes to us from Weezerface. she says what do you think is the scariest living animal oh great white shark 
Have you seen those things? I'm yeah. I mean, yeah, they're terrifying. Really? I'm gonna go with like the ones that are like, um, like like really down there, like in the dark depths that have like those lights on their heads. Stop taking my stuff, <laughs> Joe. You know that I'm afraid of an anglerfish. Is that they call it? Just like a copycat. <laughs> They are, they're terrifying. They got like sharp teeth and shit. I've never heard you say they that got, you're like, scared of an angler. No, I said that they're, I'm not scared of them, but they're scary looking. Oh, what are you scared of then? Like Am a I scared, scared one. Oh, yeah. scared of shark. Uh, yeah, great white shark. Absolutely. Why are you still in mine? I'm scared. <laughs> For real. Get out of here, copycat. Sorry. I don't know how people can swim with them, man. What's yeah, I don't know. Swim with a shark in a cage. Like, no, not even that. You saw what Jaws did to the cage. <laughs> I would. Yeah, want... and same thing in Shark Night. Also, the cage did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Have the you guys seen that? Cage, you could have definitely climbed out of. I she said that, Joe. Stop yeah, yeah. My shit. <laughs> Dang. Sorry. Have, have you guys? The rest of the episode. Have you guys <laughs> seen the? Have you guys seen the real video though, when a shark actually gets in the top of the cage with the person? Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. And the blood comes out and everything. Like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. And they trash it just like yeah. crazy. Oh man, yeah. Scary. <laughs> um, as far as scariest living animal, uh, I would say it's a grizzly bear because sharks yeah. you can avoid, you know, if you stay out of water. But <laughs> in, in Canada, man, bears they're out there. <laughs> like they're you're you're not safe from bears here. So that's what I would say. You watch the documentary Grizzly Man. No, I, I've heard a lot about the story, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. And they didn't release the audio on that though, right? Didn't they? No, they what did, is it? The guy got it and he did like this. I think he destroyed it. Mm. Grizzly man, it's like the guy who like lived with the bears and he thought they were his friends and then like oh, the yeah. bear ate him and his and wife. His girlfriend, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel right. like with the bear, at least you kind of have a fighting chance, though. You know? I don't know, man. Like I guess slim chance. <laughs> Those claws. So they're, they're fast. They're big. Hard, they man. climb fucking trees. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's harder to swim. Out of the fucking middle of the ocean. Yeah, you can stay out of the water. <laughs> well, that's, you know. That's the point, right? Well, let's see what Mike Tyson does first before we make our... It's actually yeah. already aired. I didn't watch it, though. Oh, really? I, what, yeah. I want to know what happened. Well, he what must have won because he's fighting Roy Jones Jr. in, like, two months. <laughs> yeah, he must have <laughs> Will Smith had, like, a, a shark special, too, this week. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Someone's comment was it was like it was basically just watching him on vacation for an hour. <laughs> so yeah, I see what uh, Tyson did. I'm gonna look it up. All right. While you look that up, I'll ask the next question. Uh, she says, "Is it true, despite being a pretty much terrible movie, which I disagree with, by the way, Jaws three has one of the best shark eating a human scene?" Which one? Yeah, that's why I I, could, I didn't think watch all the kills one. and I couldn't think which one. I just watched that like last year, and I don't, I don't remember like a standout kill. Is this, are you talking about the one where he's like welding something, maybe? Maybe. And he gets caught sure. in that like caught in that tunnel or something. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. So well, maybe get back to us and tell us which scene specifically. And ch- okay. check out this news article. So I did Mike Tyson shark, and the first news article says Mike Tyson, convicted rapist. Fought a shark on TV. Sadly, no one got bit. I'm like, damn, they went fucking hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I said that to Sam. I was like, Sam, I was like, like, I, she like didn't, or like, she must have forgot that he was like a rapist. I was like, I, I was like, why is he on? I was like, why are they like giving him like all this like 
No, I Stop. said that, Joe. You were like, oh, did you know he did this? And I was like, why are they giving him his own show yeah. then? It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like, why is he getting the pass? I mean, Victor fucking Salva got a pass, too, and he's a child rapist. Yeah, that's very true. It's, it's kind of fucked up, Hollywood, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, her next question is, Jaws has such an iconic score. What do you think is the best horror score and soundtrack? Probably The Exorcist or Halloween. Um, I I think Jaws. You got to go iconic with the just the simple da It's like perfect. Mm-hmm. If you want to go like all, like actual music, I think you got to go Return of the Living Dead. It's got some good stuff. Uh, I, I would go. Um, I think Exorcist is definitely up there. Halloween for sure. It's so classic. Uh, I know mm. it's stupid. I really love the. Uh, the score to Dawn of the Dead. Like, That's great. I listen to it all the time. I just, yeah. Even when what we saw Corona Zombies and they had <laughs> other movie, that I forget the name of, which I even watched, but and Hell they had the Living score. Dead. That's right. Hell the Living Dead and they had the score to Dawn. It just got me excited just hearing that score. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I love it. As far as uh, soundtrack, I definitely have to go with Blade on that one. Uh, fucking love that soundtrack. Just so awesome. <laughs> Um, I'd also go with Halloween and to throw in a newer one. May I recommend Get Out? That freaking soundtrack is amazing. It's a great score, yeah. The score's great. Awesome. Um, her last question is, what animal do you think deserves to be the subject of a horror movie that hasn't been used? I'm waiting for them haunted koalas. <laughs> <laughs> what about like a sloth? Because they're already creepy. Oh, I like it. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna go with an ostrich. This thing's got some talents. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go pug. <laughs> I, I, I think pugs are like due for their horror debut. You know, you see them in a lot of films, but a horror film, I think that would be terrifying. I love it. <laughs> what about? Seagulls. <laughs> I like that. It's like the birds. Yeah. Oh, seagulls. You could yeah. make a good like beach movie. Snails. Snails. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the uh, music video of Yoda with the seagulls? Yeah. That's no. That's it's hilarious. I'll send it to you guys. It's really fucking funny. Um. All right. And the absolute final question of the day is why aren't you drinking some Deadly Grounds coffee right now? Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, ready for what watched? Hell yeah. Well, um, I like to talk about Shark Man, which is the movie I thought would win, so I preemptively watched it. Oh, Little did I know that fucking Shark Exorcist would win. Uh, but Shark Man is an early 2000s movie starring Jeffrey Combs, a reanimator, and William Forsythe. I can never pronounce his name correctly, but the redneck stepfather from Halloween, uh, Dick Tracy, and, and so on. 
Um, he plays like an action hero, which doesn't really fit his acting ability, in my opinion. I, ne- I never bought it because it, he wasn't like in shape or anything. So it was kind of like, you know, like a, a standard dad running around with the AK-47. It was kind of strange. Um, but anyway, Jeffrey Combs is a scientist and his son allegedly passes away from cancer. But no, he didn't because Jeffrey Combs combined him with a hammerhead shark. And now the son is a hammerhead shark hybrid. So he has like a, the body of a man with a tail and then a hammerhead shark head. And he can swim and he can walk around and stuff like that. Um, Jeffrey Combs take, invites this like science group to his island because he wants to fuck them over. Because I guess they fired him way back in the day, but now he has like a cure for cancer. So they're all like happy to, you know, look at it, what, what he's got, but it's just learning him in to kill him. Um, and, you know, the movie's dog shit, um, but it's got some cool stuff in it. I think it's a fun movie to watch with some with some friends. It's on Tubi for free. And you can definitely do, you can definitely do worse like Shark Exorcist, which we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, Shark Man, it's got some cool features, like cool like creature feature design. So it's got that going for it. Nice. Uh, all right, my first one tonight is a 2020 release called Mothers of Monsters. Uh, this is a found footage movie. Uh, it deals with a mother who is concerned about her son, who's basically, you know, kind of like a weird kid, and she thinks that maybe he's plotting, um, you know, sinister things like a school shooting or something like that. Um, and you know, he's slipping basically through the cracks at school and whatnot so she installs some spy cameras like around the house uh and in his bedroom and everything to try to catch him doing like these sinister things um and i'll kind of leave it at that uh because the movie gets pretty crazy it takes a bit of a twist and it gets pretty nuts at the end uh overall I would say this one is worth a watch. It's nothing amazing. It's not going to make my top 10. But if you're into uh, found footage movies, um, I think this one is pretty cool. And it has like a pretty good, um, you know, message as well, kind of about, you know, school bullying and just like, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I would I would I'd give it a, uh, a light recommendation on this one. Mothers of Monsters. But be forewarned, it is low budget, so some of the acting is kind of eh, but yeah, not bad. You got any this week, Sam? Huh. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Never heard of that one. Laughing. Yeah. I don't believe I do. I'll see I'll see myself out, thanks. Um my first one is uh, from 2015. Now, I'm doing a theme this week. It's all Bad Shark movies. Uh, I found this one, of course, on Tubi, because Tubi has all the Bad Shark movies. And that's Raiders of the Lost Shark. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start by saying, if you've seen the poster for this, it is fucking amazing. It's a giant, angry-looking shark that's like eating a plane, and there's a helicopter behind him. And then there's like a girl on a on a sea dew with like towing someone that's like surfing behind her. It is like legit an amazing poster, and of course this movie is absolutely nothing of that on the poster. So story is a prehistoric shark that gets released in the waters near a small lake community as a result of an oil drilling accident and proceeds to wreak havoc on uh, nearby swimmers. Uh, so this one takes actually takes place pretty close to where I live, which was kind of weird. 
Um, and it's a typical bad shark movie. I mean, the CGI sharks in this are just awful. It's uh, filled with stock footage of sharks as well, which you can totally tell is doesn't fit at all the film quality of this film or anything. It's like the best shots are the CGI shots. Uh, it's not CGI. The stock footage shots, which was super obvious. Dialogue is bad. Acting is terrible. Music is super distracting. Like they put these like big rock numbers all of a sudden for no reason. And it's just an awful film all, all around. Uh, the sharks start flying at some point. There's constant random people going swimming and getting killed. Like, there's no introduction to them. There's no reason for them to be there. They just, like, there's, like, a main story going on. And every once in a while, they'll cut to some couple going into the water and getting eaten. And after that, they're just, like, just chilling there and getting killed because the sharks started flying. So, super fucking weird. Um, yeah, it's there's not one thing about this movie, I think, that I liked. It's absolutely terrible. And because they filmed it in Canada, and I guess they filmed it late in the year, even though it's like midsummer, it starts snowing in the last scene because I guess they filmed too late. Uh, fucking just an awful, awful film. I cannot tell you to avoid this enough. It's terrible. Raiders of the Lost Shark. Worse than Shark Exorcist? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right, well, I'll redeem that with an excellent shark movie. Uh, probably one of the best horror films of all time, in my opinion. And it's 1975, Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Um, yeah, I mean, huh? Oh, I was just thinking Jaws. Okay. Uh, absolute classic. Um, love the characters. Love, the, love their relationship when they're on the boat, uh, from Hooper to Brody to Quint. It just, I don't know. I think it's one of the most perfect movies ever made, to be honest with you. Um, it's got a great villain in the mayor where he just fucking refuses to close the beach because he wants his money. He wants his dirty little grubby hands on some more money. So he sacrifices his town people. And one of those uh, rare instances where I think the movie is far superior to the book, I think the book's actually pretty terrible. Um, in the book, uh, Chief Brody's wife has an affair um, with the Hooper, which is super weird. And they kill a shark very like anticlimactically, just with like a spear, basically. Um, so the movie's awesome. And also, like, a really, like, terrible shoot. Um, you know, the actor played Quint. I forget his name off the top of my head right now. But I guess he was drunk a lot of the time, but his performance was, like, amazing. And then the shark broke constantly, but it turned out for the best because you didn't see the shark all the time. And, yeah, I think an almost all-around perfect movie. So, Jaws, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing because you need to. Absolutely. Uh, all right, my next one is from 2006, and it is called... Dark Ride. Um, I know Sam's a big Love fan it. of this. Yeah, I know Sam's a big fan of this one. Um, this uh, this one is basically uh, about a uh, group of friends on a uh, a road trip uh, that stop off at a uh, amusement park attraction. Uh, you know the famous Dark Ride amusement park attractions. Have, do you guys like have like do you guys remember those or have you ever been on any of them? Like the famous Dark Ride attractions. Famous dark ride, like just have a. That's what. In Kansas, Disney you know is mostly dark rides. It's like a haunted house. Like, yeah, that like you the, rode through. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like they're like those ride-through attractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really fun. You there's, ain't the only one experiencing dark rides, Joe. Well, there's a great one. Uh, this but, is, my life is a dark ride. Well, there's a great one. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great one. The <laughs> at a local amusement park that we went on the the mine of lost souls. 
remember that one. It's a really fun one. But anyway, the, uh, these group of friends, they get there, and um, unbeknownst to them, there is a psycho killer on the loose um, that escaped a mental institution, and he is now wreaking havoc inside the dark ride on them. Um, if you've ever seen The Fun House, I feel like this is almost like a remake uh, of that movie, but overall, this one's actually a pretty fun slasher. Um, I just love the uh, setting for it, and um, it's not perfect or anything, but uh, if you're into slashers, I would definitely recommend checking this one out. It's on Tubi. I just found it. Nice. Tubi. Cool. Oh, it's got the fucking guy from um, Sandlot. It also has Carmela from The Sopranos. Um, ah. is it, not Carmela, uh, the daughter, Meadow. Meadow from The Sopranos. Uh, she has a real name, Joe. Uh, Jamie Lynn Siegler. Yeah, because you Because I'm looking I'm on IMDb now. Yeah, and it, does, and it has Ham from The Sandlot, like Todd just said. <laughs> nice. Um, my next one is also on Tubi. Uh, when we put out the vote for uh, Bad Shark movies, we were getting a lot of write-ins for this movie, so I decided to check it out, and that's Bad CGI Sharks from 2019. So this is the story of two estranged brothers who are brought back together when a script they're writing comes to life and sends a poorly rendered digital shark to hunt them down in this meta take on the shark exploitation genre. Um, yeah, so it was it was getting highly recommended by people uh, on the votes. So I really want to see what was this was all about. And this is basically par for the course for bad shark movies. Uh, I think. All of the shark scenes are really cool. Like, I like the idea that they're making fun of all the other shark movies. Uh, the shark is, like, the CGI shark that goes around, but sometimes it needs to be rendered. And I don't know. There's something about the shark in this movie that I really like. So I thought that was really cool. But the rest of the film just didn't work for me at all. It's got typical uh, awful acting and dialogue. Uh, and the, my biggest problem with this movie is that they're trying so hard to make you laugh that it's not funny at all. Um, there's like this host that's hosting the film, uh, almost like it's a TV show. And I thought his character and that whole thing was just not funny whatsoever. Uh, and the two actors who we follow for the most of the film, they're really overdoing it, like almost to the point of slapstick. And I hate that type of comedy. So that really didn't work for me either. Uh, I like, like, I'll compare it to Killer Sofa, where Killer Sofa, even though it was ridiculous and a crazy premise, they pretended to take it seriously. I like that kind of comedy, like, that'll make me laugh, whereas if you try too hard and you're trying to make people laugh, it doesn't seem genuine to me, and that's what this film was about. So overall, I was really disappointed. I just didn't like this one, but it does have some cheesy moments that you might enjoy, so maybe worth checking out, just really not for me. So that's bad CGI sharks over on Tubi. Sponsored by Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> uh, I only had the two, so go ahead, Joe. Alrighty, uh, my last one tonight is a 2020 release, and it is Deep Blue Sea Part Three. Uh, my expectations were extremely low going into this one, as Deep Blue Sea Two was quite an abomination. It was just absolutely terrible. After, uh, you know. Deep Blue Sea 1, not a, not a like, perfect movie or anything, but a really fun, uh, good shark movie. And I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Uh, it was actually a pretty good movie. It was a, it's a really good 
fun like popcorn watch shark movie uh, this one i mean really this one has nothing to do with uh either one or two really it's a completely standalone shark movie really about um you know these group of researchers uh in a abandoned village basically that are re- uh you know researching sharks where um this uh guy from the main character's past comes in um who is also doing research on sharks um but what we find out is like he works for the big corporate companies that have been doing um basically like genetic stuff like altering sharks so the sharks now kind of like have minds and like are thinkers and stuff like that and uh yeah, and then there's just kind of like a battle to try to stop these um, sharks from um, essentially destroying the ocean. Um, but yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I, like I said, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I found it very entertaining for the most part. Um, it's very um, well put together, good, pretty solid cinematography, pretty good acting. Um, overall, a pretty good movie. I, I was very surprised. It's not gonna make my top ten or anything like that. But uh, it's I would definitely recommend it. I think it's worth a watch, especially if you're into shark movies. Why would the sharks want to destroy the ocean? Well, it wasn't that they would destroy the. Well, basically they would just start eating like everything. Like, uh, yeah. All right, uh, my final one this week again on Tubi because that's where all ridiculous shark films live. Uh, and this one is from 2016, and it's called Sharkenstein. Uh, this is another movie that has an incredible poster. So if you you'll you'll see it in my what watch like little thing that we do on every week, but uh, really great poster with this one. Sixty years after the end of World War II, a small ocean town is plagued by a bloodthirsty creature that was built and reanimated by using the parts of the greatest sea killers, the Sharkenstein monster. Uh, this is, uh, from the same crew that did Bigfoot versus Zombies, which I talked about a few weeks ago, and I actually kind of liked. So this has got terrible acting, terrible dialogue, horrible CGI, practical effects are shit, but I still kind of enjoyed it, uh, which was the same as Bigfoot versus Zombies. I think it goes back to what I was talking about with bad CGI sharks, where this movie was obviously super low budget, and they had kind of a big script with a lot of elements to it, but they did their best with the budget that they had. Like, they tried to make an epic shark movie with no budget. And I really appreciate it for that. It's, it gives it a charm that I think the other two films I talked about didn't have. Uh, some of the scenes were so ridiculous that I actually laughed out loud. Uh, this was easily the most enjoyable bad shark film I watched over the course of last week. Now, it's not great. You know, it's like probably a two star out of five. But uh, I, if you're going to watch a bad shark movie of the ones I mentioned, including the one we're reviewing tonight... I think this would be the one that I preferred. So, Sharkenstein. Anyone else got anything they want to throw in? No. No? Okay. What about trivia? Ooh. Trivia for you. All right. Trivia. I see Sam giving me side eye because she's probably asking doesn't have any. (laughs) (laughs) But... All right. Current. Well, there was a bit of a score change last week, so the scores are a little different. As uh, Steve went back and read the tapes, and we're just taking his word for it. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So currently we have Sam with 34 points. Woo-woo. Joe with 38 points. So... 
It's still going. <laughs> there goes those 500 tacos. Steve with 47 points. It's a wet one. <laughs> Fucking shit your and pants. Gone. 55 <laughs> points. What was that again? How many? Todd the lead with 50 mm. points. Mm, Wait, Steve, delicious. have you got any questions where someone's like, can you guys just please kick Sam off? Like, <laughs> no, like, it's the opposite. Mm. <laughs> they want more Sam all the time. That's all I hear. Like, I, I get a DM on, on uh, fucking Instagram. It's like, hey, love the show. Love Sam on the show. <laughs> you know, like, why are you doing it? Like, I, I appreciate the DM. But like, you DM her, not me. <laughs> I just never know, like, if it puts a bad taste in people's mouth when I give, when I, like, bust your guys' balls. I don't think so. Who asked you, Joe? No, I'm kidding. Bust my balls. (laughs) Now you're just, now you're taking it over, boy. We'll get in Joe's head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll start us off, Ted, this week. Oh, yeah. You do that. My trivia is all shark-themed trivia in honor of Shark Week. Let's hear it. Let me just say one thing before you go. You cannot ask what the mechanical shark in Jaws was called because you've asked that already. It's Bruce. Yes. (laughs) And I wasn't (laughs) one. But my first question, is Jaws related? Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Which is the only Jaws movie not to take place at Amity Island. Four. Three. Jaws 3D. Steve. Oh, Stevie. Sorry, it's, at an, it's at the Aqua Park. Yes. Damn, the beginning of four takes place at the fucking Amity Island. Shit. <laughs> Congratulations. And then, and then they go to the Bahamas somehow and it falls on, but whatever. Well, you go, Steve, since you're on the board. All right. Uh, mine are also all shark related this week. In Deep Blue Sea, what disease are they trying to cure? Alzheimer's. That's right. Totter. Firing back. All right. I guess I'll go since I got the point. This is a really deep cut on Shark Night. In Shark Night, what grade did Malik get on his test? A B. Anybody else? Uh, C minus. Anybody else? So I can't give it to Joe because I would have to give it to Sam too. The correct B answer. Plus. Correct answer is B plus. Yes. Damn it. Fine. All right. I was gonna give it to Joe, but then Sam had a B as well. <laughs> All right. I suck. But he needed to get a C minus, Steve, to pass. Yeah. So funny thing about uh, that movie. There are no copies anywhere in Canada. I couldn't find it on any service really? at all. So the only thing I could find was a super bastardized version that was 45 minutes long and cut every five seconds out. <laughs> Dude, I'll send you the damn movie. <laughs> so it's five seconds on, five seconds off. So I missed like Jeez. half of the film. You're but sick, Steve. Hey, I, I had to get something in for the episode. Right there, guys. It is. You can get on eBay and order them. I, I, I didn't have time. All right. That's the wrong, right? We need to give you some better lead time than leeway or whatever the fuck he says. Mm-hmm. So you can get time to order it. Sam? Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So shout out. What? what? Did you say Shia? No, I said shout out. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm Shia too. Shia? I said. <laughs> Disturbia. Transformers. Okay. I said shout out to listener Kayla because this trivia question comes from her. Ooh. Alrighty. Other than Freddy versus Jason, what movie has both Kane Hodder and Robert England been in? Death House. Hatchet. Why are you yelling? Yeah, hatchets. Hatchets, right? Uh, Death House, though. That's my vote. Was 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 Freddy? Was uh Robert England in that? Robert wasn't in Death House. No. Ah, that was the one missing. Yeah. Am I right? No. What do you? No, no, they were. Right. This is this but is the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> but that's the right, that's the right answer. Hold up. Hold <laughs> this up. is the answer that Kayla get, gave, so you guys are both wrong. Jason both? goes to hell. Wrong. What is it? Kayla says, are you Wishmaster. Well, it's that, but you get the point. Joe. What? Why not? Because you already did your guess. What? Okay. I, I don't remember her. them in Wishmaster at all. But if everyone guesses, though, then you no. get to come back. Right. Well, I mean, I did get it right because they were both in Hatchet. But that's not what the <laughs> listener yeah. messaged him. Fine. I'm giving Joe the point for it because he is, he is right. Fair. I have to be fair. That's my job. No. I can't just be fair when it gives me points. I have to be fair when everyone gets points. Uh, doesn't count. Kayla will tell us. That wasn't her question, though. Exactly. Right. I mean, her answer. I mean. Yeah, but then I guessed right. I guessed right on the second time. I guessed right twice. No, you didn't. <laughs> I guessed Wishmaster. You know, <laughs> right. guessed once. No. <laughs> All right. Who, I, I won't remember take them. Point. I don't remember them Wishmaster at all. Yeah. yeah. He was the security guard. Who was Kane? Kane Hunter was a security guard with like probably the worst kill scene ever. Oh. And I don't remember was... what. Robert was, England was. was Robert like a museum guy or something? That's right. No, he had, he owned like uh, curious artifacts and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Rings a bell. I think Joe should get the point. I agree. So, two, two to one. She's asking the question. Overruled. <laughs> if it's going to make you sleep on the couch, don't take the point. <laughs> if not, <laughs> take the point. I'm sleep on the couch with the ghosts. I'm scared yeah. to take it. So I ain't going to take it. All right. Just watching Joe sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready for? Uh, is it my turn? I think. Yep. Yep. Right. Sarah Paxton, who stars in Shark Night 3D, was also in what horror movie remake? Last House Game on the Keepers. Left. Sam got it right. Sam got it. Last House on the Left. Yeah. Wait. Fuck. I'll give Sam the point. Oh, you're so <laughs> sweet, Joe. <laughs> She was also in the Innkeepers, though, which I've yeah, never seen. Which was a remake. Oh, was it a remake as well? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's not the one you were thinking about. So. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize Innkeepers was a remake. It doesn't matter. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> My turn? No, no. Steve's turn. Oh, it's mine. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, in Shark Exorcist... What's the name of the paranormal show? Uh, Ghost Whacker. That's correct. Ghost Whackers. Yep. 
terrible show. <laughs> oh yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta not ask that question because that was my question. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me think. You get a good question there. Now I got one. All right. So in <clears throat> Shark Night, what is the name of the redneck's boat? Oh, uh, Jambalaya. Correct. Yeah. Jambalaya. Did it die? Shark Night questions. <laughs> <laughs> Getting killed. Sammy? Okay. Um. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Shark. It's shark themed. Ooh. All right. Scientist age sharks by what? Years. Their gills. What did Todd say? Years. <laughs> like a hundred years old. <laughs> Oh, you. Technically, I'm right, but... Uh, about their teeth, no? The rows of teeth? Yeah, I feel like teeth is a good one. But I'm going to say... Buttholes. You're all wrong. It's not buttholes? <laughs> By counting the rings on their vertebrae. Oh. Uh, okay. How often do they do that? Don't they yeah, kill the shark? <laughs> Time. Yes. They're like, I'm going to see how old that shark is. Let's kill him. Alrighty. My last one for tonight. This movie was the first movie Stephen King saw after his nearly fatal encounter with a van. He stated, my first trip after being smacked by a van and almost killed was to the movies. I went in my wheelchair and loved every minute of it. And it's a shark. It's a shark. You are correct, Steve. Mm. I knew that by the date, just around what time it came out versus <laughs> his accident. So, all right, <clears throat> last question. And this big time advantage, Todd, because it's a <laughs> it's a Jaws question. Oh. In the very first shot of the movie, someone's playing an instrument. What instrument is being played? Um, a harmonica. That's correct. Thank you. Oh, also, yeah. the second instrument would be an acoustic guitar. That's correct. <laughs> The third time, yeah. <laughs> you know what bothers me about that movie right in the beginning, though, if you guys have seen it recently, is you know how she goes out there after she, you know she's trying to get the guy to go out with her skinny dipping, uh-huh. and then she ends up dying, and then the next day he's like, I don't know, sheriff, I guess she drowned. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. I'm like really, dude? Well, you're not, you're he, probably... knew, he didn't know her really. He just didn't he just wink at her from across the way and yeah, but he's like main suspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know, you must have drowned. <laughs> All right, my last one. Um, bu- 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 bu. All right, this is not shark-related. In 28 Days Later, what did the soldier in charge, so the leader of the soldiers at the end, what did he promise his men? What? Uh... So, like, the cat, we'll just call him the captain. What does he promise his men <laughs> that he'll... 28 Women? Days. Women? <laughs> you are correct. Oh, damn it! <laughs> yep, because he's like, I promise them women. That's one I gotta rewatch. I haven't watched it in forever. 
Yeah. It was it was just a good guess, really, because I figured that's what you would offer to motivate him. Yeah. Darn it. I think we're shot for shot this episode so far. <laughs> hey, you guys up? With one question left. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready. Be a fast one. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> what year did Jaws come out? Seventy-five. Nice. Damn it. Todd said that <laughs> earlier in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Fucker. She got it. I, I actually watched it today because I knew there'd be trivia questions for it. <laughs> oh, you watched it today? Yeah. Nice. Fuck, I love that movie. God, so, good. so good. Yeah. All right. Well, after a good round of trivia tonight, folks, Sam received one point to go to 35 points. Uh, Joe received one point, question mark. <laughs> to go to 39 points. <laughs> Actually, I had a fart like that one time in a movie theater. <laughs> Todd, did you really? Yeah, it was actually in the bathroom, um, thankfully, because, like, it was one of those, it was one of those emergency shits where you're like, I got to shit, I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, no. And I, and I went in the bathroom and like it was so bad, it it was literally like an air horn coming out of my ass. <laughs> and I I was in there like apologizing, like I'm sorry everybody. It was just like oh, nonstop. That's so sweet. It was terrible. Yeah. I was like, you're like if I was a balloon, I'd definitely be like flying across the room. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had one of those peas that like never end? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, then you, and you start thinking like thoughts of, like, man, what if I never stop being? I know, it's my life. So I actually got blamed for a fart once. I went to see uh, Matrix Reloaded, and I was sitting to this really, like, smoking hot girl, and the, the room was, like, completely full, and there's one part where he's talking to the Merovingians, it's a quiet, quiet scene, and she lets out a ripper. But no, no one's gonna blame her, right? So they all look at me, like I'm the big, big, you know? That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, well. my, son, my son farted in Jumanji. <laughs> and the, it was fucking loud, and the lady turned around and looked at him. <laughs> We thought it was funny, though. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Steve received four points tonight uh, to go to 51 points. And Todd received three points to go to 58 points. All right, Todd. So, okay. Todd. I'm coming, Todd. Gain one seven point, point on me. Seven-point lead. Mm. For Todder. All right, guys. So, before we head into our reviews for tonight, um, we just wanted to bring uh, – this to light um jack weeks who is the son of kip weeks um most of you guys would know him for playing the man in the mask in the original strangers um unfortunately uh his son jack was um at um, a beach and dove into some shallow water um and he is now unfortunately paralyzed um a very very sad situation um but we wanted to um you know, bring this to light, and um, there is a uh, uh, GoFundMe right now for him, and uh, all that information can be uh, heard right here. On June 27th of this year, -year 16-year-old Jack Weeks, excited to be out at the beach, ran to the water and dove in. But it was too shallow, and Jack landed awkwardly. He damaged his neck from his C4 through his C6 vertebrae. 
he was instantly paralyzed and unable to breathe. The quick thinking and fast action of some bystanders, which included some doctors, ER personnel, and everyday heroes who happened to be at the beach that day, saved Jack's life. Now he and his family face an uphill battle to pay for uninsured medical costs and the many changes that must be made to their home in order to facilitate Jack as he adjusts to this new chapter in his life. You can help by going to helphopelive.org backslash campaign backslash 17554 to donate, share, and learn more about Jack's situation. A link will also be in the show description. You can also choose to mail a check to Help Hope Live to Radnor Corporate Center, Suite 100, 100 Matsonford Road, Radnor, PA, 19087. Make checks payable to Help Hope Live with In Honor of Jack Weeks on the memo line. Anything you can do to help will be greatly appreciated by Jack and his family, especially his parents, Cammie and Kip. You might recognize Kip from his role in The Strangers and how active he is in the horror community and with our horror family. And now he's reaching out to us in the horror community as our horror family and relying on the kindness of strangers to help his family overcome this daunting adversity. Please share Jack's story and donate if you can. Thank you. Sucks, sucks, man. So go help him out if you guys can. All right. Uh, I guess to switch gears back into the show, uh, we talked about two shark movies, like we said earlier. We voted, or we had you guys vote on them. One serious, one shitty. Do you guys want to do the shitty or the serious one first? Let's go serious because the shitty yeah. one will be funny to. Yeah, I think let's. On. Yeah, let's start with Shark Night. Hands up! We are going up to Lake Crosby to Sarah Housky's house. Are you ready for the lake? Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Room for one more? Yeah, totally. Cool. Good boy. Oh, you guys have fun back not, there. Not quite uh, <laughs> what we had in mind. Let's rock it out. Your house is on an island? Oh, it's going to be a good weekend. You want to hit that on? Your secret's safe with me, man. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so Shark Knight 3D came out in 2011 and was directed by a David R. Ellis, who unfortunately was found dead shortly after this film came out. Um, so some sad trivia on him. Um, but it's about this uh, group of college kids that go to, I guess, one of the rich girls. Like, her family has, like, a little private island, and they go to their party. Um, little do they know that some rednecks, um, one of her ex-boyfriends, actually, put some sharks into the lake and film snuff films by killing, uh, feeding people to sharks and selling them on the internet, I guess. Um, so we follow the group of friends as they're partying, and then, obviously, they run into the sharks, and they're trying to escape um, Shark Knight 3D. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and lead off and say that I fucking love this movie. Um, even knowing that it has some very, very bad CGI, um, the acting is super questionable at times. But I just have a lot of fun with it, and I really, I honestly feel really bad for Malik, man. He's like an all-star athlete. He's a great guy, and he gets his arm freaking bitten off, and then his girlfriend dies, and he kills a freaking shark with a spear. That's pretty cool, and he still doesn't get away. So yeah. I feel bad for Malik. Um, but I really hate the ex-boyfriend, man, with the scar on his face. Like, you try to murder your girlfriend, and you're upset that she got away and accidentally cut your face? Like, you're a little bitch. Like, that, his his motive, like, was really, like, cheap. Um, and then it's got Joe's, like, uh, his boyfriend Joshua Leonard in this <laughs> movie, which I didn't realize until I looked it up on IMDb again. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I really like Shark Knight. I know it's stupid, but that's kind of why I enjoy it. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I had never seen this one before, so I was excited to check it out since it won the votes and stuff like that. And then when I left on IMDb and saw Joshua Leonard was in it, I was like, oh shit, Blair Witch Project, I'm all in on this movie. Um, and then I watched it, and I gotta say, I'm kind of on the opposite end of Todd here. I was not a fan of this movie um and i understand like it's not like it's not really like a serious movie like it's you know it's i don't think it's meant to be taken seriously and i think actually if i saw this in the theaters um in 3d i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more because like i could tell like when the 3d effects were supposed to be happening and i was like oh that would have been fun like in theaters but my god the plot is just so incredibly stupid that i just could not get like past it like i just kept like rolling my eyes and i'm just like it makes no fucking like you so you want to kill this girl and all of her friends because you got like a propeller to like the side of your face and got a little scar like and you're making and like you want to i don't know it just i just thought it was so dumb like incredibly dumb um so yeah i i was not a fan of this one personally how dare you <laughs> who do you think you are joe <laughs> well it was your pick so let's hear your thoughts uh not much to say but i did like it um i remember seeing this a long time ago so that's why i picked it i mean it has a lot of like well known like well-ish known actors yeah there was that one comedian guy in here that's like in like a bunch of stuff that you don't know his name <laughs> but he was the in like guy? he's in like oh, dodgeball the... and grandma's boy oh, and stuff guy, yeah. Yeah. Av- avatar no. J- yeah, joel yeah. david moore he's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. hatchet I forgot that the dog was thrown into the lake. Oh yeah, but he didn't die, thankfully. I was like, I was like, Sam, how dare you pick this movie when that part came? I on? said I, I forgot. <laughs> I, I think him not dying is the most unrealistic thing out of this movie. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I like Josh's shark teeth in this movie too. I thought God, that was, that was so cringy. <laughs> he he's so like they try so hard to make 
them yeah. like racist guys, it's it's kind of unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not all bad. Um, I do like there is some fun stuff in here for sure. You just said you hated it. it well, got, I I didn't like it. Make up your mind. I didn't like it because I thought the storyline was completely stupid. But you thought it was fun. But there were some fun moments for sure. Like I I liked when they were like on the uh, the boat like driving like off and the sharks were chasing them i thought that was a pretty cool scene and i love the shark death actually at the end where like all the body parts just kind of stand there like and you just that's supposed to be like the 3d scene but holy shit the movie ends so terribly too but we can all get into this after i guess steve talks about his 45 minute viewing (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i don't have a lot to say about it and i won't rate it either because i don't find it's fair to the movie that i only i didn't see like its full thing but from what I saw, uh, I quite enjoyed it. I do think that the sharks looked a little bad. Uh, CGI-wise, I thought they could have been maybe a little better. Uh, I did like the people, like the cast who is in it. I like the uh, banter between the characters. I thought the whole, like, uh, kind of the the other guy, like the bad guys, was kind of cheesy. Uh, the shark keys, was, I thought, really ridiculous and stuff. But overall, I think it had some good kills, some good moments. Um, I laughed a couple times. I really laughed at when uh, they're loading the car and she's like, you got room for one more back there? And like, hell yeah. <laughs> and they put the dog in. <laughs> you know, her. Uh, it, had, it had some good moments. And I will definitely seek out the film to watch it like entirely. So I think I would have been more on Todd's side on, on this end. But I have to watch the whole thing to really give my full opinion on it. Yeah, I got it. I got it soft spot for shark movies too except shark exorcist um (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean i i completely mirror what joe said and the plot is dumb as fuck but i just liked it man it grabbed me i (laughs) i don't know why i feel so bad for malik but i do um and then i really like when the great white jumps out of the water and gets that dude off the jet ski that was like i know it was easily the best kill yeah awesome yeah it's super fun the girls are good to look at um yeah, I mean, it just it's a fun, fun movie to me. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what more do you want? You know exactly what this movie is, Shark Knight 3D. Yeah. You know it's going to be a fun, stupid movie. It's true, and I don't know. I just found it, like, just, I don't know, just this, the story. Like, if the storyline wasn't as ridiculous, I think I would have enjoyed it a little more. But just, like, okay, like, I guess I can go with, like, okay, he's, like, killing the friends and stuff. But then once you also introduce that they're making, like, what is it? Shark snuff films, essentially. They're putting like yeah. on these sharks and stuff. I'm like, how much? I can't take any more. Like, <laughs> it's just like two awful plot lines in one movie. Then I'm just like, no. So like, you know, maybe if there was just the one, I could have been like, okay, it's like a fun enough like stupid movie. But just putting both of those in there, I'm like, nope. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Are we done with this one? I guess. I. I mean. I thought the ending was super abrupt too. Like she gets like rescued. He gives her mouth to mouth and like they kiss and the movie just ends. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I thought like I had a, like, what would you want from it? Jim? I don't know. Like give me more with like more of the climax with the shark. Like he, you know, he, they killed him like pretty quick and yeah, I don't know. And Oh man, I didn't talk about this, but the title card for this movie is fucking atrocious. Like, they have, like, this terrible music with, like, this awful, like, red, um, like, uh, filter, like, over it. And I was Blood like, in oh. the water. It was terrible. Whatever. <laughs> he, doesn't, just, he doesn't get us, Todd. You just can't be pleased tonight, man. 
real. Go watch, go watch Book of Shadows. <laughs> go watch. I will. <laughs> the only this movie gets the only reason this movie gets uh, an extra point was because Josh was in it. Enough. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, I guess we're rating it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid seven out of ten. All right. All right. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay. But I think it's like a. I mean, if you if you put it on and watch it like at a party with your friends, maybe it'd be more fun. Sam, I just squeaked there. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Dad. Did you watch it again, or did you only watch it that one time 20 years ago? Watched it the one time 30 years ago. Uh. <laughs> I briefly overlooked when Joe was watching it. Or did you watch it? You watched the end of it. I watched the whole... Oh, well, I watched, it, I watched the, yeah, I watched yeah. it in two sittings. So, yeah, you saw it in the second sitting. Um, I'm going to go with a 6.7. All right. All right. Well... That brings us to our other movie, um, the Citizen Kane of shark films. <laughs> this makes Jaws look like a piece of shit. It's called Shark Exorcist. Live from Paris Landing, where for the past week, swimmers have been terrorized by a bizarre series of brutal shark attacks. We're not talking about a normal shark here. What kind of demon are you? Demon, the power of Christ commands you! Fifteen for I can't imagine more than forty thousand dollars maybe. Um, but the cover, the poster's badass though, man. It's got the the like, best part of this whole movie. It's no, sick. Um, you can find this one on Tubi because we're sponsored by Tubi. Not really. If Tubi's listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> but it's uh, about I don't even know what it's about honestly. This plot is all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, it starts off with a nun that's like a serial killer, and she goes to a lake and makes a pact with the devil or something to avenger i don't i don't honestly don't remember <laughs> and then it it spawns a great white shark that is like the same graphic over and over again he's like glowing <laughs> red kind of <laughs> and, yeah and then um one year later we have some uh some chicks that go to the lake and <sighs> she's playing she ends up in the arcade at one point yeah <laughs> then they're at a carnival, and <laughs> I don't. There's a lot going on in this movie, man. And um... yeah, you know what, Steve? This is your fucking movie. <laughs> Take it. I, I, I was waiting for you to like pass it to me because I picked it. Uh, yeah, no, the the fucking uh, premise is totally useless. The demonic nun that unleashes uh, hell, and then like has this fucking shark summon like 
possess people and people kind of become the shark and it's just it's completely confusing and makes no sense and all throughout this whole thing there's also a paranormal like tv show that's happening it's just it's really all over the place uh the reason i picked it is because out of all the bad shark movies i watched over the last week i thought this one had the most to talk about uh so i wrote a bunch of points that i wanted to discuss throughout the film um do you guys want to give your thoughts on it overall before i go to the points or just go right into it it's terrible it's really yeah. awful. it's awful it's, it's really I, it's like the beyond low budget yeah. beyond like it's not even it's it's like one of the worst movies that's I've, like ever, giving it too much I've ever seen yeah it's i mean it's barely a movie right like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like more... someone just took grabbed like a handheld camera and made a movie and i mean i i'm shocked that this like even has like a dvd release like and is on tubi in general i don't know i'm guessing just because of the name alone right <laughs> it's well, a poster I mean, it's, dude it's that it's fucking poster sick. Yeah. i wonder <laughs> if the same guy did the the shark indiana jones one you just talked about because that's a cool poster like you said the, uh, and so is the, all these Franken, uh, you know, Sharkenstein, mm-hmm. and all these are all in the same kind of realm, and they're all in the same budget. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of these movies on Doobie, so I'm pretty sure Wild Eye releasing put this out too. Yeah, and they do sure. like bullshit movies like this. Yeah. But you know what? I, honestly, like, I mean, hats off to the low budget filmmaker. But I mean, you commit that low budget sin of relying on just you know terrible graphics, man. And how about that first scene where the girl gets stabbed once and it's like a gallon of blood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but it's just like, I don't know, man. They they tried, you know, knock them, knock them for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's that girl who gets like, uh, she gets bit in the leg and there's like blood everywhere. And then the next scene, she has a bandage on and she just takes it off. She's like, look, there's no, not even a mark. <laughs> that That's one of them too. Like she swears like her legs cut in half. And then you see like a tiny cut. I was like, "What are you crying about?" <laughs> so uh, I'll mention some of the things I noticed about this movie, and maybe they'll spawn some conversations. Uh, the thing that really got me about this film that actually made me laugh out loud for how bad it was is there's a lot of scenes where girls uh, change from their regular clothes into their uh, swimsuits, mm. and you can hear the cameraman like breathing <laughs> really hard. <laughs> there's one in particular where a girl's wearing like this green bikini and it's like super long shot of her just sunbathing but you hear like the guy breathing so loudly (laughs) it was like i thought it was the funniest thing ever just like come on man and that's you can't do that in a movie at one point you hear the cameraman sneeze (laughs) (laughs) can you uh play that at the end of the episode steve him breathing (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, their their sound, it, their sound mixing was. I mean, the wind was cutting into things, and it was rough. Yeah, well, it was so low budget. Like, there's a yeah. whole scene in the hospital. I'm sure they just walked through a hospital with yep. their phone and like <laughs> yep. filmed, filmed random nurses like working. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I was feeling, uh, yeah, like there's a scene where there's a fair. I'm sure they just went to the fair that happened to be there to film it and mm-hmm. the arcade, same thing. Like there's just a lot of Yeah, she's at like a Dave, she's like legit at a, like a Dave and Busters like, <laughs> right. like, like an arcade game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and she gets was, attacked 
by the shark and like she doesn't have like a cut like a she has like a little bit of blood and like fake blood on her <laughs> she's supposed to have gotten attacked by this shark and is it so like is the plot like she gets attacked by the shark and then she turns in like two yeah, yeah. she's just, like possessed by the she's, shark kind of but like why because <laughs> yeah. of this no novel. reason like <laughs> like i don't get it <laughs> yeah and then she proceeds to seduce this like five-year-old 20-year-old like she's yeah. like this 20-year-old girl that acts like she's five she's like playing with toys and jumping yeah. up and down in the playground but then was, she like she seduces her and brings her to like a pool and was she supposed to be a child like an adult i don't, child? I don't know <laughs> but it was creepy and cringy as hell because she's seducing her right so yeah. i hope it wasn't supposed to be a child but she was acting like she's playing with toys and stuff and yeah I didn't, I didn't understand person. either. Like maybe like a disability or something, but it, it yes. was super super out of place. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like the whole this whole movie, and then yeah. like that girl is sleeping, and the guys like taking pictures of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My my uh, personal favorite scene is when the paranormal investigator gets possessed. Like one of the two, I think it's twice it happens, and she starts shaking and rolling around <laughs> and shit. Oh man, she's the worst actress in this film. Like of oh, a yeah. bad acting film, she was terrible. <laughs> when she's like just writhing on the ground and stuff, it's just, it was awful. So, so was the big guy that was filming the paranormal show? Is he the actual director or cameraman? That's what I thought, but I'm I'm not sure. I I could okay. I can't find a picture of him. Well, it's just too small of a movie to like really. Yeah, I want to know more. Uh, one of the scenes that really got me was so there's a girl who's like hitchhiking and she gets into this dude's car and the dude immediately puts his uh, hand up her like skirt and she's like repulsed by it so she hits him and as she should be and right away it cuts to them in the lake kind of splashing each other for a super long time but the like smallest little splashes like like they're trying not to get water on each other uh, it was just so weird and they're like kind of making out it's oh my god this movie makes no fucking sense it's just so weird and then um, the pervert guy in the car that's like feeling her up and then yeah, like the same guy. two minutes later they're like making out in the lake like she was so disgusted by him and then all of a sudden she's like oh yeah who ends up being the shark he gets killed and then he gets he ends up being the priest as well he was a priest too same actor <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice yeah. it. It was background movie for sure. Oh yeah, and, I mean, yes. uh, I will give it one good uh, scene, which has made it stand out of all the others. I kind of like the uh, exorcism scene in the cemetery um, <laughs> when he's like spewing out, you know, the the green like puke stuff, and then he gets possessed and then starts biting the girl for no reason, and then the shark comes from like like the heavens and like descends down on them i laughed so hard at that scene i thought that was <laughs> the best scene in the movie even the puke though they can't do right in this no movie. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean really what was the budget you think i wouldn't even say it was forty thousand ton. i'm not sure but donald farmer definitely isn't that heavy set camera guy it's like an older gentleman he's like director. known for this stuff right like, i guess director, like he's known for just like ridiculous like titled shitty movies i think 
Yeah, it looks that way. I'm trying like to find. I'm trying to let me look up his IMDb real quick. I'm seeing what, what comes up here. I'm trying to see if they have the budget. Let me see here. He's done. Uh, he's got a movie movie that came out last year called uh, Cannibal Hookers. <laughs> he has oh. another movie in development called Debbie Does Demons. Oh. Uh, Hooker with a Hacksaw. That's a cool title. Cannibal Cop. Cool title. Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Cool title. Dorm of the Dead. Cool title. This guy's got good titles. <laughs> yeah. And um, Erotic Empire in Paris. So you're not going to believe this, but the box office is 300K. Whoa. Where the fuck did that go? That's because it's probably like a really popular midnight movie release. Like people are like, Shark Exorcist, we got to go see this. And like, yeah, but the budget to make it was 300K. Where, where did that oh, 300K? The budget was 300K? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the box office, like what they made in theaters. No, budget, freaking budget. I don't have that guy's walking around with two hundred and ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> For real, yeah. I, I, there's no yeah. way that there was three. I mean, not even the computer graphics. Oh God. Were just completely terrible. Maybe you had to pay chicks to get in bikinis. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe. I, I figured they were like strippers. No offense to anybody. I mean, yeah. I mean. They were basically like glorified, like bad porn actresses. Yeah. At the porn. Yeah, there was no nudity too, which was strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you guys are all let down. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a movie about girls in bikinis, and not one boob comes out. Not a one. Make, well, you probably didn't have enough of a budget to get a girl naked. You know, she's probably like, I ain't getting naked for your shitty shark actresses movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, if you could have gotten the lead in this movie, would you have gotten naked? Not for like, free. No, not free, but like if you were the lead in Shark Exorcist, what would it cost to like get <laughs> for a naked scene? I don't think they'd be able to. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to afford you? I'd be like $60,000. $60,000? Well, if the budget was three hundred k. Yeah. You were naked, and why was it so awful? <laughs> Let me check my piggy bank. Would you go full, full dong, Joe? I think 60k is cheap. Well, for that movie, I was thinking. Fine, I want more. 300,000. <laughs> I mean, for a really low budget movie, I guess 60,000 is pretty. I mean, that's a good pay. That's like a year's salary for most people. So. I'm thinking you can get a low budget actress to take her top off for a lot less than that. I agree. Yeah, I was thinking like a few thousand, maybe. I was I thinking know. less than that. Maybe even less. What? Like 800 dollars? No, like no. a McDonald's fucking supersized <laughs> meal or something. What? <laughs> it's Shark Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, but if he's got 300k to work with. Yeah, I drop him a couple k. There's no fucking way this movie was, has a 300,000. There's no way. Like, no way. Uh, that guy uh, robs people for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he probably is probably that for that poster. Like, he probably put <laughs> right? that on the budget one. No kidding. Because like, that's what draws people to it, right? Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I was gonna say so many people are gonna be duped by just the poster alone, and then like, cause the poster looks like it's gonna be at least like a decent budget, but like mm-hmm. maybe some like, you know, like uh, at least like a competent movie, and then you right. get into it, it literally looks like a student film. It, they're they're all like that. Though. All the ones I mentioned today, Sharkenstein, Raider of the Lost Shark, they all have amazing posters and fucking just yeah. terrible <laughs> movies for the most part. Uh, this, this this one did stand out in one way that the others didn't. It had a post-credit scene. 
Did it really? Oh, did I didn't it? Even see that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was 10 minutes long. 10? Yeah. It's like it, Avengers. It, right? It, it's <laughs> like, it's a girl who's at, like, a store where they have shark, uh, like, teddy bears. And she plays with them for a solid seven to eight minutes. Jeez. And then she leaves the store, and you see her get possessed all of a sudden out of nowhere. Oh, so we're uh, gonna I guess setting up a sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was the weirdest, just most awkward post credit scene I've ever seen. Well, kind of like the guy who was run who did the run jogging scene for three minutes. <laughs> jog for three minutes. Yeah, that, that's uh, James Balsamo. I don't know if you ever. Oh, heard okay. I've heard, yeah, I've heard of him. I've never seen any of his movies, but. Yeah, he's an infamous uh, actor for these kind of, you know, D-list uh, films. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, are we ready to rate it? I guess. <laughs> I'm giving it a solid one out of ten. Yeah, same here, Todd. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm right Letterbox, there. Letterboxd, half star. <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm going to give it a two, just because there were some laughs, at least. Um, <laughs> like, just from the basic, like, just how ridiculous and and dumb it was. And, like, the shark graphic alone, like, when the shark came out of the sky, like, was, I had a pretty good laugh. So that deserves a point on its own. So I'll give it a two. Uh, I'm actually a little higher than you guys. Um, see, I gave Corona Zombies a two. So I think it would be unfair to give me a, give a movie that actually kind of tried <laughs> with true. original footage. Uh, so I would give it a three. As bad as it was, uh, I was slightly entertained by how bad it was. Um, and I had fun kind of thinking about discussing it and writing points for it. And for that reason alone, I give it a three out of ten. So not even the worst movie I saw this year. It's like third worst movie I saw this year. <laughs> Congrats to Steve for finally getting his movie picked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what did this uh, come out? This isn't like a 2020 worst of the year list, right? Movie? This is uh, 2015. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's 2015. No, no, this one's not. Uh, not this one, year. 1.4 on IMDb. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all in this range. But um, of all the ones I saw, like I said before, Sharkenstein was my favorite of the uh of the I'm bad thinking, shark I'm thinking Jersey Shore Shark Attack would have been a good pick. I, I was kind of hoping that or Sharkman would win. Yeah. Uh, I was rooting for Sharkman just based on the picture I saw of it alone. Yeah, but I think it's the same thing. Well, uh, Todd, is this or Sharkman better? Oh, Sharkman's Shinja's list, dude. No, you know, yeah. you got to give him credit. But honestly, I, don't, I, I can't think of anything that 300K would go to because... They're not running costumes. They're not like there's no sound stage. Nothing. I don't. The camera's not great. You can buy a 4K camera for 2K. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got to be the the actors or marketing, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'd say I would give it on marketing because like obviously it's like out there. Like. Mm-hmm. Like there's well, no most of the time no one would ever see this movie, right? You know, a lot of people in the comments said they'd seen it, so. It right. works at some point. Yeah. On some level, this movie worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, did it make it onto Sci-Fi or anything like that? Or well, I know Wild Eye picked it up, and those are pretty popular okay. for like low-budget shit. Hmm. 
there's a market for this, you know. It's, yeah, it's people, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a good movie to watch with a group of guys or guys and girls, you know, just having fun. Sure. But like, <laughs> I guess. It's like, a, yeah, I mean, it's a good one to just make fun of, I guess, and just like, yeah. It's like ripe for a mystery science theater. Oh, definitely. Right. <laughs> like, I would watch, I, I think I, I would watch this again over Corona Zombies. Right. Oh, Enough. easily. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, and at least they tried, right? I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll probably be number one for everyone's uh, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Charles Band, for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he made some great films, just oh, yeah. not this yeah. one. Just not this one. Yeah. Did, did the sequel come out for that yet? It did. It's not. It oh, God. It just they sent out the DVD release today. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't. I don't think I'll ever see it, honestly. <laughs> uh, if I come across it, I'll see it. I'm, I'm curious what, enough. I wonder if what movies they stole from this time. It's Tiger Shark. It's a uh, Tiger King. But is it like they have the show playing? I wonder if they're like, oh, yeah. I wonder if they just stole clips from like. Watch it be the same two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. I'm curious if ever I see it because I'm not subscribed to uh, Full Moon. So if ever I find it somewhere, I'm, I'll watch it for sure. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think you're probably gonna have to pay the whatever it is five bucks or one for the month to yeah, watch. Yeah, I might do. I might do that at some point. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff on there. How, how did we see it? Was it free at one point? We got, a, we got sent a we screener. Oh, okay. Movies, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I gotta say, there's a lot of bad shark movies that I I'm ready for for next year when we do Shark Week oh. again because <laughs> there's Ghost Shark, House Shark. There's we didn't even touch the Sharknados. Uh, there's a lot I, of I haven't seen a single there. one of those. Well, I've seen I've seen part two. I that's I think that's the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I got the whole series on uh, Blu-ray for Christmas last year. Really? So I didn't watch them. So those ones are actually this. like decent, like budget and like has some well, fun. I, they have a lot of cool cameos. I know yeah. that. So yeah. there's yeah, right. there's one called Santa Jaws. It has a shark <laughs> with a Santa hat on. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a subgenre that's uh, gonna be fun to explore again in a year. Yeah, I'll definitely throw out for our next one. I throw out like blood shark. It's like sharks that are like crimson red, like colored, <laughs> kind of yeah. funny. No, so so one thing that's weird uh, when I was looking through the shark list, there's two headed shark, four headed shark, five headed shark. Six-headed shark and eight-headed shark. I mean, how many heads do you need? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. There's, like one, there's a movie called like Sand Sharks too, where the sharks are like are on land. Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure a... I shot Ghost Ghost Shark, or maybe Mondo sent me a link to it or something. But I, remember, I think it comes out of a puddle at one point. Ooh. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's riveting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that one that one movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, but we we knew that we picked a bad shark yeah. movie. I mean, so so I know we skipped news this week, but I just wanted to throw it out there real quick. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on AMC theaters is coming back. Um, I think next week, and they're going to be showing movies for the low low price of fifteen cents. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you think that's cool? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's worth getting a virus, but right. Also, well, my question is, would you pay fifteen cents to like go watch like Goonies and get no. Corona? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
And uh, something I also want to mention, so you're going to listen to the interview after we're done the episode. That's right. Uh, I always do a little end bumper at the end of each episode. Uh, I worked really hard on the one this week. Like I (laughs) edited something together um, just for this Shark Week because I was really excited about Shark Week. So take a listen. So after the end credit song, which is about 30 seconds long, listen to what I did a little something for you guys. So enjoy. Is it, this will be right after this episode or right after the interview? Yeah, after, after the interview. After, right, like, cool. at the end end of the episode. Cool, cool, it's cool. Sick, and it's a really good interview with um, the director yeah. of Hosts, um, which we just reviewed last week. Great movie. Uh, he was a great guy. Um, we talked a lot. We even got into Todd, I, which we, you will find interesting, um, a little, uh, his pro, his upcoming project with Sam Raimi. He couldn't say much on uh. it, but he did, he did talk a little bit about it and uh he also talked about uh some of his uh he's a he was a very knowledgeable guy and he's a horror fan so he talked about you know james wan being his hero and stuff like that so yeah it's a really good interview well when steve sent that list out i went back and rewatched a couple scenes it the i mean i loved it the first time but it's elevated so i can't wait to see what it does next honestly yeah well we and, actually, and, and by, by that uh, list uh, he made i i sent a top 10 easter eggs in there yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, his next project, I think, is going to be um, this Sam Raimi project, which he said is going... Well, you'll hear no, it. No, there, there's, there's one more, actually, before that. It's uh, Dawn of the Deaf. Dawn of the Deaf, yes. Ooh, which which he, ta- he talks is, about. Yeah. yeah, he talks about that, too. So we won't spoil anything. Just listen to the interview and enjoy. And what are we doing next week, guys? Have we talked about this? Uh, either Troll Hunter or Vampires, I think, was... Okay. Oh, we're going to honor our Norwegian fans, right? Yes. Yeah. So maybe Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. All right. All right. Enjoy Give you enough time to buy it, Steve. I already have it. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where tonight we are joined by a very special guest. Um, this writer-director uh, is right now one of the probably the hottest guys out there right now with one of the hottest horror movies being talked about uh rob savage rob how are you doing tonight i'm good how are you guys fantastic fantastic thank you so much for uh for joining us we're really excited to talk about hosts so uh no, no problem yeah so um why don't you just uh you know get a start here and let us uh tell us about host and how it got started yeah sure so so host is a it's a it's a feature film that you can find on shudder it's about a group of friends who join a zoom call one night and uh you know they're bored with uh doing quizzes and having netflix parties so they do the next logical thing which is to hire a medium and stage uh, an online seance and um and it goes about as well as you can expect and it's it's a movie that we from you know from conception to release uh took 12 weeks to make and we made it under lockdown conditions here in the UK um, with uh, you know a cast and crew made up of uh, made up made up of our friends and, and frequent collaborators and it was this really kind of lovely organic process that came out of a bunch of a bunch of friends all hanging out on zoom dealing with their lockdown boredom and uh, and funneling it into making this film rather than um, playing video games so um, so that's kind of how it all got started I was I was uh, zooming with the actors in the film, a lot of the behind the scenes crew already, we were hanging out, we were doing Zoom happy hours. And, um, you know, it had been, it had been a few weeks of lockdown. And I, and I think a few people had, had already kind of sarcastically made the joke that, that at some point somebody was going to do a movie on Zoom. And a couple of months into the lockdown, nobody had. 
And so one night on one of these Zoom calls, we were just kind of like, well, why don't we give it a, give it a shot? And if it's rubbish, then who cares? You know, we'll get a free pass anyway because, because of lockdown. Um, you know, we really just saw it as a way to, to fuel our creativity during, um, during a weird time. Uh, how challenging was it to, um, you know, make a movie during a, a pandemic? I mean, the casting for this, the technical yeah. aspects, you know, how, how was that? It was, um, it, 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 I thought it would be a lot more challenging than it ended up being. I mean, it, it, was, it was challenging in a way, but I think because we assumed, because we assumed it would be totally different from a normal film production, we went in with this, this sense of dread about the whole thing. And actually, I think we found quite a nice rhythm on it quite, quite quickly, you know, with, with me directing remotely with the actors, um, you know, the actors operating their own cameras and basically being one person film crews. It was, um, it, there was, we, we kind of had like a light bulb moment uh, at the very beginning of the process where we, you know, we thought that we thought that this, this thing of like filming remotely, that that's going to be a, a huge drawback and that's going to be a huge challenge. And, and, and I had this kind of light bulb moment where I realized that actually it was this amazing thing that meant that anyone who had an internet connection could be a part of the movie. That if we had somebody on the other side of the country who could do an amazing stunt for us or do an amazing effect, they could shoot that, send it to me, and it could be in the movie by the end of the day. And like, as soon as we started thinking in those terms, the movie just started to grow and grow. And it was really something that we were discovering as we went along. Uh, so what would you say was the most challenging thing you faced? I think, I think like, I, like I'm quite, I'm normally quite a uh, perfectionist. And I think uh -huh. not being able to be there on set and to physically, you know, just, um, to, phys to physically be there in, in the room. Like uh, there was a big worry of mine that like that, that, that kind of instinct you have as a director wouldn't kick in by doing things remotely like this. It would, it would, um, it would feel slightly disconnected, but it kind of wasn't the case at all. And, and the, you know, one of the lovely things was being able to jump on Zoom with all these actors who are friends of mine and, and, and start the day without really a clue of what we were doing we had an we had an, an outline which which again was quite robust but it was it was an outline it wasn't a script and um mm -hmm. we'd start the day me and the actors with a few lines describing the scene we were doing and between us we'd have to figure it out we'd have to work at it we'd have to say is this working is this not working and we shot it chronologically so we were able to kind of see the movie come oh, together wow. in real time um you know so the shooting of it wasn't challenging in the way that we expected it was the it was the editing afterwards that became uh really complicated because essentially you know there's there's like seven characters on screen there's at, there's at least five on screen for most of it um you're basically making seven individual movies and you're having to keep tabs on continuity and lighting and performance and all these things without a lot of the normal tools that you'd have to cover up um you know to smooth over the edges like um establishing shots and cutaways you know the language of zoom didn't allow for that so that was a real like learning curve just trying to figure out yeah. how that all worked and and it was you know it was kind of a thing where if if i made one little change it could have a huge knock-on effect to the rest of the edit it was like a kind of um a house of cards that could collapse if one little thing is out of place um but I think, you know, I think huge shout out to, to Brenna Ranga, who's the, uh, the editor, who is absolutely amazing and, and totally like found this film that you're all, you're all seeing in, in, the, in the footage and, and put it together. Uh, what about on the, uh, the other side? What is something you thought that was going to be extremely challenging or hard that ended up being kind of easy? 
I think I think the um, I was a little I was a little worried about um, how we would play out the scare scenes because scare scenes are so um, they're so fiddly to do right. You know, you have to be um, you have to have just the right sense of rhythm to them, and the you know the um, the framing has to be just so. And you know, I was very worried about doing that with the actors. Um, you know, and 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 you know, and and I put you know I put a lot of thought into into how those set pieces were were put together, and I actually ended up uh, on my own phone acting out and shooting a lot of those set pieces with myself and then I just sent them sent them on to the actors and they'd film take after take after take and I'd send notes and notes and notes and um you know it, it, those definitely took they took the the longest uh, of all the stuff that we that we shot you know scenes like um Emma Emma with the um the sheet in her in her bedroom as an example but um but I think actually by having the real cast operate their cameras, by introducing that element of kind of chaos, I think the set pieces are scarier. I think they're more realistic. I think they're more believable. And, it, you know, it, it, everything, everything that I thought would be a drawback kind of became, it kind of became a benefit to the movie. Yeah, that's a great segue into my next question because, you know, a big part of this movie is the element of surprise and effective yeah. uh, jump scares. Um, did you guys... Um, like go off script at times to like surprise the actors and get genuine reactions. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, well, um, like the the film kind of came about because I because I played this prank on um, on my friends and on the actors in the movie uh, where okay. I I'd, I'd convinced them on a Zoom call that I'd been eaten by a zombie and uh, you know we 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 filmed it <laughs> and they they freaked out and we put it online. It actually ended up kind of blowing up and becoming this big viral thing. We got like seven million views in in weeks. They were just oh, wow. kind of and that really kind of gave us the impetus to, to start this project. But I was, but I was really interested in kind of taking that zoom uh, prank kind of aesthetic, that approach and applying it to the, to this movie. So one of the things that we did is we didn't have a conventional script. We had this outline, like I was saying, and, and, and for each of the individual actors, we, we kept a lot of stuff out of the script and we, we hid it from them. So they didn't know, they knew what was happening to their character, but they didn't know what was happening to any of the other characters. And they didn't know when a lot of these scares were going to drop. Uh, and then what we did schedule-wise is we scheduled all of the big scares and set pieces and stunts on the first few days. So it was a real kind of trial by fire doing this remote filming with a lot of the big stunts on those first few days. And what that meant was we were able to... Uh, to shoot those, shoot those set pieces, cut them together, put all the sound effects on so they're properly scary. And then when I was shooting group stuff where they were reacting to this, this, uh, to those scenes, I was able to play them these pre-edited clips and have them react in real time. And they had no idea it was coming. A lot of those reactions that you see that feel really authentic, that's because they are, that's because that, you know, that's that's take one of them reacting to something crazy that we've already shot and, uh, and are playing back to them. Um, this, you know, like the scene with, with Emma and Teddy towards the end as an example. Emma is so freaked out in that moment because she had no idea that that was going to happen to Teddy. That's great. Uh, Steve, you, you got anything you want to jump in? Yeah, uh, some of the stunts in this movie were really impressive. Uh, did you have like stunt background or knew a lot about it? Or was it kind of, let's, this is how I think it should work, so let's do it this way? No, no, I, I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff with um, stunt performers before. And, and like one of, the, one of the things we did on this movie is at the very beginning, we made a list of 
like just cool people who we knew could help us out with this. And, and, and we had access to this house full of people who were all stunt performers and stunt coordinators. So basically like everyone who you needed legally to perform all these kind of crazy stunts were living in the same house. So under lockdown, we could, we could do a lot of these crazy stunts. And before we really even wrote the outline, um, we got on a call with the stunt, with the, the stunt team, uh, Lucky 13 Action, who are amazing. We got on a call with them and we basically threw a bunch of ideas their way. They threw a bunch of our ideas our way. And we came up with lots of these ideas for, for stunts that we could do within lockdown conditions. And we were always pushing to go as big as possible because I think, you know, people on, like on paper, this sounds like a really bad movie. It sounds like such an awful idea. You know, a horror movie set on Zoom, it's filmed during lockdown. It feels like it's going to be rubbish. And I think people are going in with that expectation. You know, what could they possibly achieve under lockdown conditions? And we really wanted there to be these stunt moments that were so kind of um, impactful that people would, people would forget the conditions the movie was made under and just, just watch it as, a, as an intense, scary horror movie kind of ride. And um, so we, we, we thought of a few kind of clever ways to uh, either do stunts with the real cast so you can see that it's them. And we, we came up with ways to do that, to do that safely. Uh, and then also we came up with ways that we could um, do kind of hidden transitions from one house to another house. Uh, so for instance, you know, Emma would turn the corner uh, in her own house and suddenly she'd be in another location with a stunt double dressed as her doing a crazy stunt. And it seems seamless. It seems like this, this horrible thing is happening to Emma, but actually it was shot over multiple different locations. So lots of different kind of creative ways at, at problem solving um, to get in those, those stunt moments that we knew we needed. Uh, yeah, they were, they were incredible. What are some of the movies that inspired you in the making of this film? Well, I think I think you know it, 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 a lot of the a lot of the movies we we kind of we kind of wear on our sleeve. Like you know we we, we get compared a lot to Unfriended, which which is a movie that we actually really love. And you know, and I did watch that beforehand to um, to see how they did, especially some of the sound design, because that was something I that was something I remember being very good in Unfriended. So so you know, a lot of those screen life movies you know were in inspirations and we're not going to pretend that they weren't but um really one of the big ones was this movie ghost watch from um from 1992 have you guys seen that i have yeah 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 it, it, which is kind of a faux documentary that the bbc aired um where they staged a live seance on british tv and and um and then they staged lots of kind of uh creepy scary stuff happening and um, a lot of people watching thought it was real and we kind of wanted to evoke that same kind of energy with this film. Not that we thought that people would ever think that it was real, but because the audience is going to be watching this movie in the same situation as the characters under lockdown on their laptop. Um, there's that sense of immersion that we really wanted to create. And, um, you know, so Ghostwatch was a big, a big kind of example of that for us. And then, you know, movies like... Uh, the third Paranormal Activity movie is a movie that I really love and I think had the right kind of balance of low-key, creepy, supernatural stuff and also the bigger, um, stunt-driven kind of set pieces. So that was a movie we used as a reference. Uh, there's a great movie that not, not enough people have seen called Lake Mungo, which is a, a kind of oh, yeah. Austra Australian kind of faux documentary ghost story, which does a lot of stuff with um, like creepy photographs and uh, figures in the, in the grain and distortion of photographs. And so we kind of use that as a reference for, for a scene with a Polaroid camera in, in host. Uh, and then also just, just the obvious ones like, uh, like James Wan is a big um, 
like hero of mine. I think he's, I think he's really, he, obviously he's hugely successful, but I think as a filmmaker, he's hugely underappreciated. I just think he's got such an eye for constructing set pieces. And he's so, he's got such an ability to guide audiences through uh, these amazing, surprising scares and really defy expectation. I think he's great at kind of leading you towards something that feels familiar and then coming at it in a, in a slightly fresh way. And, and so a lot of those scares, you know, from the Conjuring movies in particular, uh, were ones that I went back, uh, went back to watch for this movie. Well, you seem very well versed uh, in horror uh, and you seem like you're a fan yourself. Um, so is, it, is horror the thing you want to stick with or would you want to expand into other genres eventually? I think I think I'm always going to be working in genre. I think the thing the thing that I love about genre is you can basically you can basically tell whatever story you want so long as you fulfill the genre expectations. Like one of the things that I love about horror specifically is you're basically like signing a contract with the audience. When they press play, you're signing a contract saying I'm going to scare you, I'm going to unnerve you, but then the rest of the movie is yours to do with what you want. Like so long as you fulfill your side of the bargain, you can do some very interesting things in terms of character, in terms of perspective, in terms of setting. Um, you know, there's a movie, there's a, a feature, the feature that I'm developing based on a short film that I made with the same team called Dawn of the Deaf, which is a zombie movie uh, with an entirely deaf uh, cast of characters. And we're making a feature version of that. And, you know, and I, and we're making that with a, with a big kind of um, Oscar winning producer. And it's going to be, a, it's going to hopefully be a big mainstream, you know, Friday night, date night kind of horror movie that just happens to have deaf characters as the lead. And I think it's amazing that you can do that within horror. Uh, if you deliver on the scares, you can really use the rest of your runtime to explore dark, uncomfortable, um, underexplored areas of um, society. And it's, uh, it's something that, that, that you don't, get you don't get that same kind of um luxury in other genres absolutely yeah well said going back to uh host here uh is, yeah. is there anything you know is uh there anything that had to be cut out that you wish you could have kept or is uh what we see is pretty much the final uh, product i mean what you see is kind of kind of the best of it that there, there was there was some great uh like character stuff at the beginning some great banter between teddy and, and the girls and and you know and there are a few more kind of beat of Haley and Gemma's um, kind of passive aggressive relationship um, but I think all of that comes across anyway in the, even in the brief runtime um, yeah. in terms of the scares it was more it was more a case of some of the scares played out longer some of the scares we built up more but um, but it felt like it was getting slightly baggy and it felt like it was actually hurting the tension rather than helping it so we, we cut it back I think the, the only the only scare that we cut outright was um, uh, there's a big, there's a big pool, there's a big pool table in uh, Teddy's main room, and we did an effect where Teddy gets like pelted with uh, with with billiard balls. It was it, like from some zany Sam Raimi movie, um, <laughs> which was which was super fun. But um, but we decided to cut it, and um, and in, instead, because I still wanted to like throw, I still wanted to like smash something over somebody's head. So instead, we added a, a wine bottle. Getting um, getting smashed on a character's head later on, which was um, which was much better. Um, speaking of the runtime, I thought it was actually refreshing that it wasn't an hour and a half because I thought the movie was well laid out yeah. in an hour. Was there ever a consideration for making it an hour and a half, like all the other movies, or you guys knew an hour? That's that's what we need to tell our story. To be honest, I thought it would be shorter when like 
when I pitched it to Shudder originally, I said, we might just be able to scrape 30 minutes. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't. My pitch to Shudder was really, um, it was really me saying, I think this will work. You know, you've just got to trust me. And, and Shudder, to their credit, got on board. But, but I, I was really, you know, really unsure about if we'd be able to get enough good material shooting this way, shooting remotely. I was worried we, if we'd be able to get enough material to even make 30 minutes. So, you know, it, it, was, it was really a case of the movie telling us the length that it wanted to be. And we had this initial idea of it being a 40-minute free Zoom call just because we thought it'd be funny if, um, you know, the characters got cut off by the free Zoom call just at a, just at a pivotal moment. And uh, so we kind of had this 40-minute guideline in our heads. But when we tried cutting it down to 40 minutes, it felt pinched. So instead, it, it's, it's kind of... Um, you know, it's kind of a movie, 40 minutes. It's, it's meant to be 40 minutes in, in real life, but, but, but just stretched out. Um, and I think, yeah, I think any longer and we would have started to dilute it. Now, I mean, obviously, I, I feel like this movie could definitely make for a, a great franchise. Um, are there talks for a sequel after the success of this one? Yeah, I mean, everyone's asking that question. I, I think yeah. we've, got, we've got some, if, 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 Shudder, if Shudder again, we've got some ideas that I think are going to blow hosts out of the water. But... <laughs> Uh, it's not quite the sequel that everyone's imagining. It's it, it's it's um, it's a kind of spiritual successor uh, that takes place in the same universe. If that's if that's the right way of saying it, uh, I think it would be a mistake to to kind of cynically go in and try and replicate what we did with Host because it's so much a product of this specific group of friends making a movie during lockdown with all that pent up energy that that you that we have in lockdown. Um, I think that's what that's what we managed to to capture, and it wasn't something that we wasn't something that we knew we had when we released the movie. It's something that that's that's been amazing that people have been responding to, but you it, you kind of can't force that again. So right. so I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to dive right into something, and you know unless unless I wake up in the middle of the night with it with an amazing way to to come at an idea of uh, of doing a sequel. I I think it's um it's not going to be what people expect, but I think it's going to be better than they could have imagined. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to look forward to it. Um, Amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just a couple more for you. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so during, during our review uh, of this movie, um, we discussed our own uh, ghostly experiences. Have you yeah. ever had any yourself? No. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy about that because I think it, it's <laughs> the one, like ghosts are the one thing that, that still freaked me out. And I call myself a skeptic and I call myself a non-believer until it gets dark and until I'm alone in the house and I'm hearing a creepy noise, then I very much believe. And, um, that, that we, we did a, we did a real seance before the, um, before the shoot with the cast just to, um, to get them in the mood and, uh, and see how they reacted. And, um, part of, part of doing an online seance is you have to individually go around each participant and you have to call out, you know, I'm, uh, I'm reaching out to you spirits. Give me a sign if you're there. And, and, and when I called out my kitchen cupboard slammed shut, and uh, freaked me the fuck out, and and I, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if that if that was anything, but in that moment, I can tell you, I believed in ghosts. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so I, I heard you mentioned Sam Raimi earlier, and I had read um, the other day that you guys were uh, developing something together. Uh, can you tell us anything about that, or is it tight lipped? It's quite tight lipped, but but um, yeah, it, it's a it's a it, it's kind of um, it's another supernatural horror but it's in a very different um 
it's, it's kind of coming at it in a very different way from host. And uh, yeah, it's some, something we've been working with Sam on it for, for the past few months. And we've got a, a great draft of the script in now. And we're, we're really excited about it. And it's really, you know, what I can say is that it, it's, it's an idea that's never been done before. And when me and Jed, who, who came up with the idea as well, when we came up with the idea, we immediately went on Google to see if anyone had done it before because we just couldn't believe that, that, that it hadn't been done. And, um, and I'm still, to this day, anxious that somebody else is going to beat us to it. So I'm hoping that could be something that gets made next year. But, um, but let's see the state of the world and whether that allows. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're, that's something we're definitely going to be very excited uh, to checking out. Um, before we let you go, Rob, is yeah, there anything yeah. um, coming up, any projects, anything you'd like to promote? No, I think just keep your, keep your eyes peeled for, for, for more announcements about what might be the next, um, the na- next iteration of the host universe. Hopefully, uh, you know, I know Shudder's very happy with how host has been, been received and um, keep, keep watching host, keep tweeting about it, keep sharing, especially keep sharing your reaction videos. If, you, if, you've, if you've got any particularly jumpy friends, show them host, film their reactions because it, honestly, <laughs> it's, uh, it never gets old. And um, the more you keep shouting about it, the more likely it is we'll be able to do follow-ups. So uh, yeah, just keep the, keep the buzz going. We're really, we're really grateful and it does mean the world to us. Absolutely. I, I mean, the reaction and attention this movie get is getting is just really amazing. And I'm sure it's, it's floored you guys. I mean, have you had a moment to kind of take a step back and just kind of reflect on that? No, it still, it still feels, it still doesn't feel like it's quite landed because, because we're still in lockdown essentially. And because it's been released, you know, we, we, yeah. we are doing, we are doing a, a cinema release for it as well. So, so that, I think it will start to feel oh, real. Awesome. And when we have, when we have audiences, there and i can see them react but because yeah this movie this movie came out of lockdown we made it in lockdown we're still in lockdown it feels very detached even though it's amazing it still doesn't quite feel totally real so uh so yeah so i'm, I'm sure one day it will it will it will all hit me like a ton of bricks but um right now i'm just really enjoying interacting with all the fans that's been the, that's been the the most fun part of it is is seeing everyone's responses and their theories and um the reviews have been have been lovely and uh yeah i mean it, it we couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better reception yeah yeah uh well thank you so much Rob. Right. we appreciate you having having you on no thank worries you take care guys thanks yeah bye yeah, wait.